Alcohol Beyond This Point Podcast. This isn't two podcasters talking business. This is two business guys trying to podcast. So, audience, tell me, should we paint the table black? Well, how do they know what the table looks like? This is too early. Oh, because they're listening. They're watching the video version of this podcast. Yeah. <sighs> Hi, Tyler. Hi. I'm. I'm very tempted by that stack of beer in front of you to just fucking rail it and see what happens see how many of them explode what is wrong with you don't it looks yeah lots of things hi willows hi <laughs> welcome to alcohol beyond this point the podcast where we debate business topics sober and then drunk to see if we come to the same conclusion and today willows is going to drink eight beers and a two six of ungava Canadian premium gin. None of that is like, you say it as a joke, but like that could absolutely be happening this episode. I don't know. That's why I said it deadpan. I didn't say it like a joke. Oh. You're dressed like a biker today. I'm literally not. I'm wearing sweatpants and a bomber jacket, so. But I, I appreciate that. I did actually wear this uh, jacket while riding motorcycle, to be fair, but it's not a motorcycle jacket. Wait, are greasers bikers? They would if they could afford bikes. Okay, because you look like a greaser. Thanks. Here are my two experiences with greasers. No, oh, three experiences with greasers. This should be good. Back to the Future Part 2. Mm-hmm. Fallout 3. Okay. Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. Is there greasers in any of those? All three. Okay. Well. Shia LaBeouf Jeez. plays a greaser in the shitty Indiana Jones. Is that what they called him? I think so. Them? Oh, no, they are making another one. Oh, no. Oh, no. How many are there? There's four. There's three that came out in the 70s. Right. And the 80s. And then one that came out in, like, 2010. That was, like, Harrison Ford. Her well, Harrison Ford was in it. Yeah. And then Shia LaBeouf was like in it. And they're making another one. And they're probably going to kill him off. Indiana Jones? Yeah. Oh. Because like Harrison Ford in real life is like in his 80s, right? Yeah. Like, no, you got well, to gotta kill him for sure. Star Wars spoilers. If you haven't seen the movie that came out fucking 10 years ago now, uh, they killed when they brought Harrison Ford back in 2017, they killed him off. In anticipation I, of him dying well they killed everyone off right they killed off mark hamill they killed off well leia died in real life carrie fisher died in real life but they killed off han solo because the, all these fucking actors are getting old yeah and they like can't do many more movies so they like i don't know if it was in their contract but they absolutely like just killed them all off on purpose to like hmm. yeah because you can't and so harrison ford's coming back for the last indiana jones or the last one with him they're probably going to kill him off and then like I don't know who's the next. They're just going to have a new actor play, you know, his protege or whatever, probably. Like, I'm just presuming, but. Han Solo Jr. It'll well, be like some illegitimate son. Well, well, it's funny you say that because Shia LaBeouf is his illegitimate son in the fourth one. And then uh, they, but I don't yeah, think Shia LaBeouf yeah, yeah. wants to do it anymore. Like, Shia, yeah, Shia's yeah, kind of yeah. dropped yeah. off the deep end. <laughs> like, he's kind of. Yeah, like, what, what is that? What's his fucking deal? I, I really respect Shia LaBeouf as like a as an artist. Yeah, but he's got like so much random like 
things that he's done. Like, he's just been, like, a random rage monster that's got, like, arrested for drunken disorderly for, like, just doing crazy shit. Well, the, the thing where he would, like, he, he like, put a pa- paper bag over his head that said, like, I'm not famous anymore or whatever. And, like, um, what was the thing? He did a, he was holding up a flag that said, uh, or he put up a flag and live streamed it in, mm-hmm. like, some field that said, like, he will not divide us when Trump got elected. Okay. And 4chan found it based on, like, positions of the stars yeah. in the live stream and, and ripped it down. And then he kept putting it up, and they, 4chan kept finding it and ripping it down. <laughs> it was really funny. Interesting. Yeah. I'm glad f- Trump has 4chan. Dude, 4chan is is the smartest. One time I was in a... I used to peruse 4chan. Well, now it's a... not even 4chan. It's, like... 8chan it's like post 8chan well no 8chan is a different site entirely well, I but... mean like the, the kind of the the extremist part of 4chan is like well, migrated f- f- when I was a kid I used to go on 4chan for, for those of you who don't know 4chan is a uh, online forum it started as an anime forum but they added a bunch of random there's like a political uh, board there's a gun board there's a health and fitness board and then there's um, I think most people use it for porn and then, but then there's a slash B is just random. You can just post whatever you want. So that's like where all the famous like Fortran threads came from was like slash B. And I used to hang, I used to like post on there all the time when I was a kid, when I was a teenager. And uh, I remember this one time, the fucking power of these people. Like, so this one time this guy posts and he's like, hey, so I was just on like, you remember Omegle or like chat roulette? Yeah. Or just pairs you with a random person in the, in the, in the world. So he's like, I was talking to this girl on chat roulette for like six hours and we really hit it off. But my fucking power went out before we could like exchange numbers or whatever, like contact information. So we had like a first name, a sister's name, and then like the name of a school, but he didn't have like, like a state or anything and within like 45 minutes 4chan was able to find her yeah yeah um, i think i remember that one yeah and it was and it was just like and because it's so heartwarming i guess in a way to see like the internet come together because i just remember them he's like okay i got the school you guys follow the sister and he's like okay and like they start like posting all their results and they're like okay i think i got a, like a he's like wait, wait wait you saw our school uniform what were the colors it's like okay i broke it down like these schools in this these states with these colors and then like they're like wait is this her the guy's like what yes like yeah it was so funny That's and then they found her like aol email from like <laughs> so did they get married or I don't know. She he like called her and she, she was just like freaked out. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, locked him and. But yeah, it's happy a happy ending. But just like a, a bunch of like random people can like find a fucking live stream. Yeah, like, now that just turns into doxing. <laughs> like, it's the the new version of that is just doxing and getting harassed and threatened and followed around and your tires slashed. Well, I just saw today. Um, which is gonna happen to us? Yeah. You know what swatting is? No. So uh, a lot of time people do it on like gamers, but like while you're, but they started doing it to Twitch streamers. Uh, You basically call, like if you know where they live, right? You find their address and then you call the local police department and you say, I have a fucking gun. I'm going to kill this kid right now. Right. Just like, yeah. Or you call on a bomb threat or whatever. And then they show up to you. The SWAT team shows up to your, the person's house. And the idea is you got them to, you see it on the live stream, like them get tackled by a fucking SWAT team. And uh, a few years ago, 
I don't know if they ever caught the guy, but a few years ago, um, someone did that called a SWAT team and they killed the guy that was streaming. They fucking just shot him. They, that sounds adequate. Oh, I'm going to commit suicide. Shoot him. You, yeah. Yeah. So that, well, American cops, right? So yeah. they fucking just shot him. And, uh, anyway, but I was reading an article today. Uh, someone got swatted in like somewhere in America. Uh, they finally just traced the internet back, like through all the whatever, uh, fucking Fisher branch, Manitoba. <laughs> Like that's where the call came that's, from. That's where, yeah, that's where the guy called the SWAT team in oh, from. Jesus. Yeah, they like arrested some kid in in huh. just north of here. Yeah, I was just literally before we started this, I was reading the article. Yeah, there's. I, I remember seeing that. Um, I forget the name of the movie. It was like a horror movie where, um, you know, the group of people are playing a game over like a video call, and then some guy hacks in and just starts messing with everyone. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's a really bad movie. Um, it's not bad. I didn't like it at all. I turned it off. Um, and the whole thing's like filmed on them, like in Skype. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Unfriended, it's called. Okay, yeah. They, uh, the way they kill the one guy is doing that. Yeah. But to, you know, add insult to injury, when the SWAT comes in, they start playing like, they play like, shh, shh. Like gunshot, yeah, like yeah. like uh, like the uh, shot, a shotgun. Yeah, cock. so the SWAT team thinks he's armed yeah. or whatever. Yeah, 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 so they just like shoot on sight. Yeah. Tyler's our little resident Bob the Builder. Is that better? Yeah. Yeah, Willows can't brush his teeth without what? breaking something and then calling for help. You think I brush my teeth? Well, obviously you don't because you never call me. You used to call me on my cell phone. Gross. What is this podcast about? What are we doing? What is this? Uh, I feel like... I'm plateauing as a person. <laughs> that was really scary. Okay, let's get serious. Um, Why do you think that is, Tyler? I'm being like facetious, but also at the same time, it just I'm. I'm thinking about killing myself. <laughs> if we're being honest, <laughs> like my my general pattern of my entire life is like I can't do anything for more than like six months without getting bored of it. And it's, I feel that, I mean, it, it's absolutely an asset when you're an entrepreneur and you can turn that into new projects yeah, and like inno- innovation, productivity, whatever. It's fantastic. Yeah. But it's also counterproductive because, uh, I don't know if you know this, but most things take more than six months to bear fruit. Mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. So changing all the time is like not efficient. Uh, definitely not. Yeah. Not if you're, yeah. If you're talking about like a pure, yeah, because like especially with business, like it's gonna take more than six months to. It's set come up, to fruition, set up, right? and starting, and yeah. all that takes time, right? Yeah. But you know, I have that bit of restlessness, but I think you know, I don't think I'm actually gonna be changing anything or like dropping anything that I'm doing. Um, it's just I, I don't know. I guess I'm getting to the point of, uh, I guess next phase of my business here within the month. Uh, some things are gonna change, and then. Once that falls into place, then I have like a number of things that I'm going to do after that to kind of like set myself up better for next year and start like a secondary project outside of work. But I have to wait for the chips to fall on the one thing before I start the next thing. Uh, And the waiting fucking sucks. And all I can think about is the fact that I'm not like doing enough. It's just the overthinking cycle is just fucking killer. That's what I've been feeling is kind of similar to that where I feel like not necessarily imposter syndrome, but I feel like I should be more successful than I am. Is, is that, that make sense? That's the opposite of imposter syndrome. Yeah. Well, no, I feel, yeah, I feel like <laughs> even though I've put in a lot of work, 
I feel like I haven't accomplished enough. Right. So do you, you're unhappy with your results or you're unhappy with your input? Results. Both? Yeah, it probably is both. I mean, you can't really be unhappy about your results because that's the result of your input. <laughs> sure, but but that's that's I mean, not exactly I mean, a great argument to make because look at the people that put in so much effort into like their day job and they still make twelve bucks an hour. You know yeah, what I mean? but like, but their input is misguided. Like just because well, you put in a lot of energy doesn't mean it's going to yield a lot. It's work like, smart, not hard, right? Well, yeah, I mean work smart and hard. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it's why it's not an either or. Mm. It's like work smart and hard. Yeah, because. I don't know. I mean, you're you built obviously a big, significant business and everything, but everything always takes way fucking longer than you think it will. Yeah, of course. And it just the days can drag on. The I don't know. Like I'm sure you can probably empathize with like de- the days drag on, but the weeks fly by, and the days start coming and they don't stop coming. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not Some. No, I'm not validating you on that. Um, Buddy! (laughs) (laughs) Can't copyright us. Can't copyright us. We didn't sing it. Um, Yeah, I feel like... I I remember my cousin, Jeff. uh, He's my oldest cousin. So, like, we're all... Like, the nine of us are, like, three years apart. So, he's, like, in his his 30s. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember him when he was, like, probably my age or younger, actually. I remember when I probably was, like, 16 and he was, like... 26 kind of thing mm-hmm. um, that I remember him saying something to the effect of like the older you get the faster fucking time goes by because mm-hmm. I, I think I was probably complaining about like high school fucking taking forever you know what yeah. I mean like being bored whatever and I never and I don't know why that stuck with me but I remember thinking like last year maybe like because of COVID I think like COVID fucking just made time both drag and fly yeah right like exactly what you're saying is like every day i'm like fuck i have to do this again but literally like i'm like holy shit it's september 2021 where the fuck did that come from yeah um but i i've been really like pretty much the entirety of COVID. i've been very like okay this is what i have to do this week i need to get this done okay tomorrow i need to do this okay tomorrow i need to do this okay and then it's monday again okay and then i just keep that kind of cycle yeah absolutely yeah like i've got my weekly staples as well like Tuesday mastermind Wednesday podcast Thursdays usually golfing or something with with Isaacs and then I have Monday is like grocery shopping and cooking and, and cleaning Friday is like date night weekends are always booked and it's like I don't have a single fucking day to get anything done like my grass only gets cut once a month and I just only got half of it because my battery died and then I like I got distracted and like didn't finish yeah and it's like the house I don't know how the, my house stays clean. <laughs> like, and my car needs a bunch of work, and just like every time I go to like go fix it or do something on it, I find something else that's wrong. So it's like I take <laughs> one step forward, one step back, one step forward, yeah. one step back every other week when I go to work on my fucking car. And it's like now all of a sudden the summer's almost over, and I'm like it's still not fucking done. I'm like oh, I feel like such like I feel like my life's out of control. <laughs> like, which ironically, it, it's just the small things, right? Like even if I don't if I don't have time to cook dinner and I'm forced to eat out, I feel like that day was out of control. Versus if yeah. I take the time to cook. Maybe it took the same amount of time. I had the same amount of free time, but I feel like the day was more mine. I was going to say, like, 
ironically, we have some of the most regimented lives. Yeah. Out of like anybody, well, out of like the general population. Obviously, yeah. the fucking rock has a regimented life. Yeah. But like, we have very, like, we have a lot of responsibilities. We have a lot of work we do every single day. And then, yeah, like one, and then, yeah, I feel like I wasted a day when I fucking. Right. Yeah. I feel, yeah, that's interesting. What do you think that is? I think it's because you feel like your day is running you. Mm. Which is, I mean, <laughs> it's a downside of being super scheduled consistent disciplined following through on all your commitments and your whatever and you can feel like the week runs you but i mean like that's that's i i think maybe the my worst days come when i'm when i don't follow the plan completely and i just start improvising those are probably some of the worst days See, i feel like my days my best days come from improvising okay but when i say improvising i mean like okay i was like i bought all this food and i was supposed to cook this meal on whatever this week and then i just i don't get that done and we get pizza instead like i'm i missed like i i planned for it and i didn't fall through like i you know i was weak and i fucking ordered pizza it's like that that's what i mean like you you break your own promises you break your own plans and then you improvise like you you take a shortcut you take the lazy way out that's what i mean I guess how I deal with it mentally is that you I always f- take the lazy way out. <laughs> no, well, not <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I mean, you do get a lot of delivery. Well, that's yeah, but I don't make myself a promise to fucking cook like whatever. Yeah, like, that's fair. That, well, I have different priorities than you do. Yeah, I don't give a shit about that stuff. Um, I live in squalor and order food. I don't give a shit. <laughs> um, but. Like from a, I get like I guess like I'm I'm pretty I do a lot of things I don't want to do every day, like sure. for the for the business yeah right. But I guess how I justified is that this is a short term sacrifice, right? Like I'm only gonna be out of control, for lack of a better term, in my life for a, every year I get closer to being fully in control and doing whatever I want. Yeah, and I think maybe that's why you feel out of control a lot of the time because you get to the end of the week and you're like, man, I didn't do anything that I wanted to do. Yeah. Well, this summer I haven't, we haven't, we haven't fucking, we have a big fire pit in a big backyard here. We haven't fucking had a single fire this summer. Yeah. Like just cause we're fucking busy. <laughs> like the, and then the day they'll, I'll have like a night that I'm not busy and all my friends are busy <laughs> and it's like, okay. Yeah. You got to plan way ahead. Like I, I figured it out this year. That if you want to get anything done in the summertime, because it flies, well, I guess for us, it flies by yeah, so fucking you. quick. We have like a three-month summer. Yeah. Um, you have to plan everything out. And I was, you know, scheduling myself three to five weeks in advance, knowing exactly what I'm going to do every single weekend each day. And that was the only way to get shit done. And that's just like for, that's for casual fun. See, but I don't like that. Like, I really don't like that. Why? I don't know. It just makes me feel... I hate fucking planning. It makes... Like, I almost get, like, anxiety. So you don't like having something to look forward to? You'd rather just, like, get to Saturday and, like, accidentally make something happen? Or maybe you just don't do anything and you sit at home watching Netflix instead? Yes. No, because then you just sit at home and watch fucking Netflix. Like, that's why you didn't have a fire, because you never planned one. I would... I wish I had time to just sit at home all night and watch Netflix. So you haven't had a single day off all summer? I haven't had a single day off in my entire life. Bullshit. No, I, I haven't. 
So, 168 hour weeks, boy. I don't believe you. I haven't slept since 1995. God, you're annoying. I'm literally not. You're so annoying. There's way more annoying people than me. I doubt it. I I haven't met one. Okay, well, no. (laughs) She just starts crying. I'm a little bit offended sometimes. Sometimes I feel like you're not actually good friends with me and you just you're just using me for my podcast studio. That could be true. What? I was fishing for compliments. <laughs> no. Yeah. Now you know you know how my girlfriend feels. She's like the more you fish for validation from me, the more I don't want to give it to you. Well, yeah. That's <laughs> just my my fucking nature. I'm like, oh, you want me to do something? Now I I was going to, but yeah, like the other day I was like cleaning, and then my roommate told me to clean. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna stop cleaning now. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's rude. I I don't. Uh, this like uh, so I went to a uh, big event over the weekend. A uh, a night market, if you will, where there's vendors. Was and... it actually big this time? So, well, well listen to the story. <laughs> so, hundred there's like vendors and music and and beer gardens that kind of yeah. event, right? I'm sure you know what I'm talking about if you're listening. Um, it was like 130 vendors booked. Uh, 30 of them dropped out last minute um, because there this week we had a new vaccine mandate. Oh fuck. Um, and they didn't even have to be vaccinated. Yeah. The customers had to be vaccinated to get in. And they fucking out 15% of, of people dropped out because they don't support segregation in quotations. Oh, my God. So That's so funny. Oh, God. So here's... How do what, they have businesses? That's what I was just about to say is that two years, 18 months of COVID, these people have been fucking begging the government to let them make money. And then when the government lets them make money, they're like, no, you know what? I don't want to anymore. (laughs) Now that you said I could. Yeah. With conditions. Yeah. It's uh, it's like maybe that's amazing. Maybe it's just because I work in like such a regulated industry. Like I'm in the liquor industry in Manitoba, which is the most regulated liquor, I think, in pretty much outside of Muslim countries, like literally in the world. Yeah. Um, So maybe I'm just used to like, you know, getting fucked wipe my chin and yeah. saying thank you a lot yeah <laughs> but um whatever like the like government's gonna government like just try to make a living right like that's all you can do yeah it's a pointless pod uh, yeah podcast this protest. is a pointless podcast <laughs> yes it is um thanks for listening i it's i don't know like there's there's things to protest about but i don't think that does anything you don't think protesting does anything? I don't think not showing up to that night market because they have a <laughs> vaccine mandate does fucking anything. Agreed, agreed. Like, just not not showing up to something is not a very effective protest, especially if it's, like, not organized and doesn't actually affect the execution of the event. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah. Like, if it was, like, 80% of the vendors didn't show up or, you know, there's some kind of, like, organized rebellion, I can understand it. But it's like, okay miss whatever like we can't buy your alibaba sterling silver necklaces <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, no I, yeah, ironically it's mostly shitty businesses that didn't show yeah. up so yeah yeah because they're fucking not principled yeah i don't know i don't want to invalidate people's pro right to protest yeah, of course, i 100 percent believe in the right to protest i just think the, the the premise of the protest is stupid and not well thought out but i want body autonomy you literally do. Your oh, yeah. body can stay the fuck home <laughs> or yeah. go literally anywhere and do anything 
except for the things that the elite get to do. <laughs> the vaccinated. Yeah, the elite. That's, that's yeah. what I meant, yes. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. Um, I don't You're know. You're just I'm, opting out of society at that point. Like, I'm so over this debate. You know what I yeah, mean? It's, like, it's, I've, I've, I've been, like, just throwing myself on the sword by posting controversial shit on my social media and getting into, you know, uh, intellectual sword fights with shitheads online. And uh, it's, you know, there there's some... There's some like mental payoff, but like I can't imagine doing it all the time. Like the tax, the tax on your attention is incredible. Like you're just thinking about it all day. Like what you're gonna say back, and like what are they gonna say, and like, and it's just it's so over, like it it's overly uh, involved, and yeah. it takes way too much mental real estate. But I kind of do like to do it sometimes because I'm like I just need to get some shit off my chest and filter out the week. Well, yeah, you know I troll people on yeah, Facebook like, all the time. I like, just, like I just want to like sometimes I just want to piss off people that are friends with me through social media and you know make my opinions known to some respect because I don't know the people that are going to I don't post actually very controversial stuff. I post no, I almost like never. something that's like a simple fact and absolutely should not be controversial, but people are triggered by it, and I know they're going to be because of, you know, that's a state of mind Wait, a lot of people are in. They just want to get fucking triggered by stuff. Because this week I sent you something that yeah. you reposted, which was a it was an, it was Bible a, verse. Yeah, it was a verse from Leviticus that said something to the effect of, when you are sick, cover the lower part of your face with cloth. Uh, quarantine yourself and wear a mask is basically yeah. essentially it also it was, said you have to yell unclean unclean every time someone comes near you but yeah uh, and it was for the for context it was talking about leprosy which yeah. I mean was kind of the most um, nasty nasty, <laughs> nasty pandemic like plague that they had at the time and it's like okay so you can argue that that oh that only applies to leprosy it's like or well no if you apply that idea to the bible it's like you the most of the bible is irrelevant because oh that only applies to night swords mar <laughs> night markets where they sell fish beside yeah. the sea of galilee my like, favorite was the uh um the gun the guns rights one because there's um people are always like liberals are always like oh these fucking you know jesus said turn the other cheek but they want guns uh there's a verse that says like uh if you don't have a sword, if you can't, or if you don't have a sword, buy a sword. If you can't afford a sword, sell your cloak to buy a sword. Yeah. <laughs> so it's basically saying, like, sell your shit to buy a gun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 100%. Like, and that's kind of my point, because when I post something like that, I understand not only um, what is the context of the book of Leviticus, but what is the context of the story, and, like, how is the Bible interpreted, how do most people <laughs> interpret it, and also... The fact that, you know, people use the Bible as justification to do what the fuck they want. Yeah. You know, people either uh, cherry pick specific verses or passages and use it out of context to say what they want to say. Or um, a lot of the time you can use the context properly to say what you want to say. But it's like you can still cherry pick that thing and its context out of the entire story and also you can take it by the letter of the law you can take it by the spirit of the law you can, yeah, yeah. like there's so many different ways you can take one like I think I I, I, I don't know if it's a pastor a theologian or like somebody some um, some Christian scholar took a like a single chapter of a Bible of the Bible and he had it printed out 
in kind of like the five or six most common translations, um, like English modern translations, and then you know St. James and older ones, and uh, he basically like just read each one out and made up a completely different argument and story for each one. So it's like they're all the same English translate, like they're all just within English. And you can completely change the fucking story to suit your whatever. So, I'm like, if you're going to come do some mental sparring with me on scripture, like, prepared. <laughs> you're going to get bodied because not only can I argue with you for three hours just about the scripture, like, let's not even talk about public health policy and, like, yeah. you, personal you, responsibility. You, like, you have a sordid religious past. Yeah, like, I grew up in, you know, Bible Belt and spent most of, like, still at my age, like, majority of my life completely involved into it. Yeah, not only going to church, but, like, volunteering with the church and, like... Yeah, in leadership, right? Yeah. So, like, you can't... Basically until he met me. <laughs> literally. Like, literally. We're not yeah. kidding. <laughs> yeah, you, you, yeah you, you literally... You can't really argue with me about it and... I mean, if you're a pastor and a theologian, whatever, like obviously they can quote scripture better than me and they they can use it more e efficiently and effectively. But um, at that point, I rely more on my secular knowledge and the context of the Bible and, and so on and so forth. Like there's literally not a single conversation in which I am not going to reasonably outmaneuver the guy. <laughs> and Confidence, I like it. Well, it's it's just... it's th You're just smarter. But that's it's when you... No, I'm just built... <laughs> different what it is is when you're texting yeah you have like the response time can be as long as you want i can just ruminate on something for six hours yeah there will not be a single thing you can say that i will not rebut in either a rational or irrational way and <laughs> if i don't have a rational way of doing it i can probably just flip it around in such a way that makes you pissed off yeah and but either like, way you win <laughs> right so it's like that this is why you don't argue with people online because you don't need to be smart to do this you just have to be fucking committed and you think about it yeah like that's why you can never win an online argument because like there's literally nothing anyone could ever say that could possibly change my mind or pivot my argument yeah like cause and, and that's everybody right there's right. no not a single person gets in the fucking comments of cbc news articles to like have their mind changed right so jokes on me um i had this con i had a conversation with a guy and uh fucking changed his mind which is funny yeah I'm yeah. like, at the end of the conversation, he's like, you know what? You might be right. And I'm like, well, that's the one thing I thought I'd never hear you say. <laughs> I think he was just saying that, though. To like, no. Okay. Okay. No, like, we continued to talk after that. And I'm like, well, I'm like, I'm not trying to be right. I'm just trying to, yeah. like, make people ask questions. I'm like, because, yeah. the, well, the, like, for context, the only, like, I shouldn't say the only, but, like, the main a rebuttal that people had to you should wear the bible says you should wear a mask you're like oh well it says only wear a mask when you're sick yeah and i'm like okay well what if you don't know that you're sick yeah how do you know you're like because you can pass on covid before you're symptomatic yeah so what if you don't know that you're sick and so you are sick you just don't know so in order to you know be responsible you should always wear a mask when around yeah. other people like that's just well, common it's, sense it's, it's funny that like a lot of americans especially but canadians too i see like what would like i like they're trying to be they're trying to make your point seem yeah. dumb by being like oh what i'm just gonna wear a mask every time i go outside or every time i'm feeling sick yeah and it's like laughs in asia <laughs> like you know what i mean yeah. like because in in a lot of asian cultures correct me if i'm wrong but uh they they think like getting getting somebody else sick is almost like is super dishonorable right yeah. well it's it's considered like uh 
American culture is very much um, self above all. Individualism. Yeah, yeah, individuals above all versus community. And that's but that's just, how America was built. Right. Right. We I think we've talked about this before. It's yeah. like it's like you can't fault them. That's how they were built. Yeah. Right. It's the same way, like more or less, like I, I could go without the stoning women thing, but like more or less, I want Saudi Arabia to operate how they feel comfortable operating. You know what I mean? Well, they, the, this actually was brought up in one of my conversation, or one of the conversation actually where I seemed to convert the guy's opinion is, um, he was talking about like, oh, it's my, you know, it's my freedom. It's my rights, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, well, like, first of all, fuck your freedom if it infringes on other people's safety and health and well-being. I said, what you're talking about is not freedom. I said, I don't think you believe in freedom. I think you believe in the non-aggression principle paired with freedom. I said, because if you believe in freedom, I think, I guess you'd be perfectly fine with me slamming back a bottle of whiskey and driving a buck 80 down the left side of the road through your end of town. Well, I saw... Like, apparent- that's my fucking freedom. I'm, like, I'm just... I... 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 I First of all, I drive drunk all the time. I've never gotten hurt, so I should just... I, that means I should be able to do it, and nobody should be able to stop me. And uh, if I continue to do it... When I personally don't know it's anyone... Just, it's, it's, only my, it's only endangering myself. I personally don't know anyone who's died of drunk driving. Yeah, exactly. And I personally have never died of drunk driving. So drunk driving has probably... has like, a, what, a 0.9% mortality rate. Exactly. So, <laughs> so why, why shouldn't I fucking do it? Like, I'm just yeah. putting myself at risk. Yeah, it's it's like a, that. That's the argument I always that, make. They're like, "Well, that's an extreme example. That won't get you anywhere." I'm like, "Is it an extreme example?" I'm like, "It's pretty much the fucking same thing." Yeah, like so. Here's well, apparently, so someone post someone posted a meme that was like, "If seatbelt laws were introduced in 2021, it's like, oh, I don't, have to, you know, like whatever." Literally. But uh, someone responded to that with like newspaper clippings. Uh, and they were like, no, no, no. People did respond like that. Like people were writing in to the editor or whatever, that, that, and being like, literally arguing like they shouldn't have to wear a seatbelt because it's fucked that's, up. Like, that's why a bunch of states still don't even have motorcycle helmet laws. Why? Because of my freedoms. Yeah. Do seat do seatbelts actually prevent? Like obviously they prevent um, death in the driver and the passengers. Yeah. But do they help ever for the other person? Um, not really. If you're in the front seat, if you're in the back seat and you're not, no, I mean like the people like, okay, you're not wearing a seatbelt, right? Yeah. You hit somebody who is wearing a seatbelt or whatever. Is your body going to become a weapon? It's something like that. No, that's what I'm saying. Like statistically, if if you're in the front seat, probably not. If someone in the back seat is not seatbelted, you get into an accident, their body could then kill the person in front of them. Okay. Um, that can happen, but pretty unlikely seats are really strong these days. But in general, it's no, it's pretty much just a personal safety. Because so I'm pretty much on the side of yeah, let these people fucking die with not wearing a seatbelt. Like yeah, I mean right? it. I'm okay with no helmets, no seat. Like I think laws like that that affect it on, only because they make the laws literally because they think the public is too dumb to act in their own self interest. Yeah. Pretty much. Essentially, right? Yeah. Like for like a good example is it's illegal in this province to shift gears on a train track. Or in any intersection, actually. Yeah. Because you might stall and get hit by a fucking train. Yeah. Practically, that's not affecting anybody. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. the the act like you're really gonna fucking arrest me for changing lanes in a fucking train tra- like really like changing gears, yeah. Like, yeah, you know. Like you're just like listening and he's like, ah, 
<laughs> yeah, but pulls you over. Um, can you imagine that ticket? I get so pissed. What's why like, well, why do school buses have to like stop and shift before a train track? That's a thing. They stop completely and listen for the train. School buses? Yeah. No, but... I think they have to do something. They no, have to, like, shift no, something. no, no, no. They really? s- they stop before the track, yeah. open the door, yeah, and listen for the train because it's gonna take them a second to get over the fucking yeah. Wouldn't wouldn't if you just went full speed? Wouldn't you like clear it in like two se- like not even a second? See, this is where it's stupid because <laughs> if you're on a highway and you're going a hundred kilometers an hour, just going over the track would take less than a fraction of a second. Right. Versus stopping, listening, and then slowly creeping over. Creeping over would take you ten seconds. Right, but and it also puts you at risk because you're stopping on a fucking highway. Yeah, slamming on the fuck. Yeah. And then pulling back into traffic with a slow ass bus, you're, you like, you're more likely to get rear-ended. Do you know ninety percent of car uh, to train accidents are people running into the side of a train? Yeah, they're trying to beat it. Yeah. No, no, no. They just like it's dark. They oh. just run in the side of a fucking train. Oh. Um, wow. Yeah. Huh. Wild, huh? It's pretty large. Uh, loud. That's and... what I said. I'm like, that can't possibly be true. I looked it up. Absolutely is. Uh, people just dark running the fucking side of a train. But there's like... Dude, I don't your, ask are me. Are your lights I, off? I don't know. <laughs> don't ask Jeez. me. I have no idea. Yeah, apparently that's like a majority. Because like, you gotta be pretty... Pretty interesting set of circumstances to get fucking hit head on by a train in a car. Yeah. Like, there's gotta be some shit going on, right? Like... Yeah, you, you got to stall on the tracks. Or you Maybe be if you're yeah, trying, to, trying to beat it. But like even then, like the fucking odds, right? That you would have to, yeah. like, yeah. Remember, there's always this one intersection in Cleveland where it was like it was a blind corner that a train would come around. And this is kind of like in a commercial area. So there's not a lot of regular traffic, just like trucks and stuff. And the, like the, the, the thing that drop across the road, whatever you fucking call it. The barrier? I don't know. There's a name for it. Anyways, the barrier was across the road, but only, like, whatever just covers your lane. And it would sit there for sometimes 15 minutes, and there was no train. So people would go around it. Yeah, because maybe there's, like, a train trigger it, but was sitting stopped. Yeah. And the thing wouldn't lift. Yeah. Uh, So this was, like, a common thing at this intersection. People were constantly hopping it because it would just sit closed. Okay. And nothing would happen. Yeah. But... But sometimes the train would come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At you know full speed. And it was a corner. Yeah, and it was so you could. It was, really like, see it was it. like a. Sh- it was like a sh- sharp corner yeah. with like twenty foot uh, concrete retaining walls on either side, so oh, okay. you you could not see the train until it was like five Too seconds close. away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like you, if you were, um, yeah, if you were going, like I mean, you reasonably could just gun it and get across, but like if you just got stuck, like you're you have four seconds to get out of your car and fucking yeah, yeah. run. Like it was fast. Yeah, and. Yeah, I jumped it a bunch of times, and yeah, once for sure. Like as I'm going across, like, Arr! and of course he just like lays on the horn. He's fucking mad. Well, what but, else is he gonna do, right? It's a train. <laughs> yeah, like I can, like I can see intersections like that, commercial districts, things like when it's dark, you yeah. smack into it. You don't think of it, but still, like, they're so loud. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, yeah, amazing. Yeah, it's interesting. One of my clients was a. Uh, a railway like uh, technician, like an engineer, and he worked on the sidings and, and crossings. So he was the guy that got called to 
get the crossing back functional when there was an accident yeah or like when an accident happened he was called along with the first responders to like to go <coughs> check on the systems and sometimes just by the nature of the fact that he's out there he's first responder on train collisions and he's like in his career he said he'd probably seen like 20 or 30 like you know small city yeah in his specific area and he just works a specific area there's dozens of him. what happens here a couple times a year People yeah fucking hit trains like yeah like a lot well because i think um some of these rural crossings in manitoba don't even have the fucking sticks that go down yeah that's what he was saying most yeah. of his didn't yeah so i could see how one could well, a kid got killed actually with her last summer summer yeah, before last he was trying well. to beat beat the train with his dirt bike yeah and uh sad yeah, just either I think either he hit the train or the train hit him, but he didn't didn't make it over. Like, yeah, it's sad. He was, well, like, we, he was like seventeen or something. Too. Yeah. Well, we constantly just the other day we had um I think this morning I was reading the incident report. Uh, someone was uh, ATV in the in the ditch or whatever. Three people on the ATV fucking rolled it. Um, mm. killed killed one of them. The other guy was on un- the driver was uninjured, but then they arrest the or they go investigate, try to give him a breathalyzer, tells the cop to fuck off. Yeah. Arrest him, blood test him, fucking wasted, no helmets. Shit. Right? Yeah. Sad, yeah. Like it is what it is, like, you know, but we've done stupid me and you have done oh, stupid yeah. shit. Like, you yeah. know, it's like Absolutely. at a certain point you kind of consent to the risk. Yeah. You know, if you, you know, you know, your buddies, you're like, I can get like, you get in the car and you don't know your buddy's that drunk and he fucking yeah. gets in a wreck, but you're not getting on the back of that ATV without a helmet <laughs> and yeah. not like understanding the risks that you're have that you're doing. Right. Like, I don't know. So maybe that's insensitive, but still sticking on this morbid topic, what is, <laughs> what is the, um, like most pointless, like besides like when I say pointless, I don't mean like suicide or overdose like what is the most pointless uh like death you've seen of you know someone you've grown up with covid right (laughs) um like your like people your age like people you went to school with like people that should be you know now turning 25 or 20 whatever and but they you know they died from some stupid thing yeah i don't know like car accidents um I've got two really dumb ones. Okay. Yeah, I don't... I, I've... i Like... I can name 30 overdoses out of my graduating class. <laughs> like... So one happened, like, right after graduation. A kid that was, like, in my, whatever, youth group for seven years. He was, like, this really nice, quiet kid. And, um, yeah, never... You know, nobody would ever say a bad word about the guy. Just was always there. Just kind of a background character, kind of in school very introverted and apparently this guy was into backwoods camping which i nobody really knew except for i guess for his immediate family because he's a weird (laughs) introvert (laughs) yeah but he would like go out and do these backwood camping trips by himself yeah and he went to the provincial park that's out uh, by my hometown and it's not very big like you walk for like you get lost you can pick any you just realistically walk in any direction for 20 minutes and you're just gonna end up on like some farmer's field like it's not a very big park sure and um so he goes here to go camping and um he's doing an overnight thing just like just gonna hike the trail and for 
reference, it's like a four-hour hike to loop the whole thing, maybe six hours, not a big trail. And uh, so he goes to the trail, finds a hiking or finds a camping spot, but uh, next day misses his check-in, doesn't come home. His family starts freaking out. They go looking for him. So they whatever walk the whole trail. Uh, they don't find him. They check all the camping areas. They don't find him. So they start panicking. They call the police. Or, uh, rescue team is or the police. Uh, I think yeah. They send out like the specific uh, rescue team. I think one of our friends like a volunteer for that. It's kind of like volunteer fire, but it's like ex-military and search firemen and or whatever. Yeah, it's like yeah, vol- um, yeah. Vol- volunteer search yeah. and rescue Jeff team. Penn does that. Yeah. 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 So they bring those people out with canines and whatever, and they start searching. And then uh, after whatever, six to eight hours, they still don't find anything. Now it's getting to like Sunday or Saturday night. Now you or call Sunday the Hutterite Stars crew. They, uh, so they, at this point, they did a community call. They're like, okay, as many people as we can get, we're just going to like go through the entire place with a fine-tooth comb. And, um, you know, it's still a few thousand acres, but... Yeah, yeah, it's still so not enough. So they got like 500 to 1,000 people came out, you know, small town, of course. And on top of that, they had a STARS, uh, I think it might have been STARS or maybe military helicopter came out with infrared, uh, like after they cleared he, all yeah, the volunteers out. Heat, right? Yeah, like 3, yeah. 4 in the morning, they were looking for infrared. Yeah. Um, didn't find anything. Okay. It hit like day three or four. And it's like, this place is so small, they've, They've looked over the entire place like six, seven times already. Yeah. It's like day three or four. Finally, we get news. Um, they found his body next to a small campsite. And it was like just off the trail. And I guess they were expecting to find him alive. And by the time they were using the infrared, um, he his body had already it cooled. Too cold. Yeah. Yeah. Because... Sure. He died, like, let's say it was, like, Friday or Saturday. He died, like, Friday night, like, early Friday night when he set up camp um, because when he went to go start his fire, uh, I guess he used too much uh, accelerant. Um, and this is the only way they could explain it. Obviously, they weren't there, but they, this is just what the forensics said. Um, he His lungs were melted from the inside, but he had almost no burns on his body. So what they theorize happened is he went to go start the fire and like maybe a gust of wind or something blew the fire into his face and he's like <gasps> whatever like inhaled and just like sucked the fire into his lungs and then just asphyxiated and died but that they're like they're not even sure that that's ha- how it happened but like almost like no damage on the outside of his body just his lungs were charred like He's seventeen. This was this was like three. <laughs> not we- to laugh. This is like three weeks after graduating. This is sad. It was like this I was, is a kid you grew up with. Yeah, this is fucked up. Like three, I didn't know this. three weeks after graduating, just yeah. fucking gone. Why? why? So wild that like this is an ex- presumably experienced camper. You know what I mean? Relatively, yeah. Rel- that's fascinating. Yeah, like I think I I think I went camping with him more than that once. That stuff scares the shit out of me. Like it's just a freak accident. Like yeah. so weird. And second thing okay. was uh, another guy also grew up with him. Um he was a year older but still hung out kind of in my group of friends. And um after I think even while he was in high school, he got into stock car racing, like dirt track stock car racing cuz his dad uh, was into it and his dad was actually like a m- several times over championship dri- championship driver in our province and so you know he gets into it and he's a really good driver because he's been racing dirt track all this time and he races a bunch of fast cars different levels 
And um, one day he's just cruising around the country. Nice. Uh, one day he's cruising around the country, and I guess he maybe was driving too fast because, you know, fucking race car driver. Uh, hits some washboard, goes off the road, flips his car. Um, the wreck is not that bad. Doesn't kill him, but he lands in a ditch with about six inches of water. And but the crash knocked him out, and his face was laying in a puddle of water That's about so three in, three inches deep. With his because his car's upside down, about yep. three inches of water came in through the broken window, filled up the roof area of his car, and drowned him, and he drowned in like three oh. inches of water. That's so sad, actually. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like that. That like he didn't even die in the car wreck. He just got knocked <laughs> out and then slowly drowned. Like that's if like, so, uh, if somebody like... was with him or there was like someone around, but he's like in the middle of butt fuck nowhere. Dude, that's and, like Final like, Destination shit. Yeah, literally. Where, like you'd survive and you and then you're like, <gasps> and then you drown in a puddle. <laughs> like, yeah, this is like a few months after the this, uh, this other kid died. That's sad. Like it's just fucking senseless. Yeah. Why? Well, yeah, I don't have any stories like that. I don't think. Um, I have. Nine kids I can mention off the top of my head that died of overdoses while yeah. I was in high school. Um, I mean, you could definitely chalk that up to senseless, but I mean, for, uh, well, yeah. some of them, you know, it is what it is. I empathize. Like, you know, it is what it is. Um, well, it wasn't like it caught them necessarily by surprise. Yeah, you know, it, yeah, it's sad, but like, and then like, yeah, a kid, I, kid, and his sister died in a car accident just last year. Yeah, that I went to high school with. That was sad. I think they like weren't even driving. They were like passengers, and like somebody else hit them and killed them. Yeah. So just this like senseless. Um, and then my kid I went to school with died of COVID. Twenty five. Oh, yeah. oh shit! That actually reminds me um, of that same group of friends. Uh, a girl. <laughs> what is this group of friends that everyone's dying? A girl oh, died of COVID before COVID, right? Uh, she didn't die of COVID, but well, she she died. No, they tested her. You sure? Yes. Okay. They like post mortem. They like because COVID then happened. Like I'm, yeah, I'm pretty because sure. this woman they, they still I think they still had samples and stuff. Because like, I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. She died in like January. Yeah, it was before like before COVID was in Canada. It was a perfectly healthy person, and yeah. like ninety days after her after her wedding, she just like got sick with the flu, and like thirty six hours later was dead. I I think it's COVID. It's, it wasn't surely. though. It was. It happened before the first COVID case apparently first, in China. No, the first, like before confirmed COVID case, right? Well, Remember, definitely before Wuhan was like trying to suppress for yeah. a while there. Yeah. So who knows? Like it could have been a random outbreak, but even if it was COVID, it was extremely unlikely that it would have killed her. Because do you do you remember? I, I read some conspiracy about this that like. Mm, it's conspiracy corner. Let's go. Yeah. Well, the first Wuhan was in like November. Yeah. 2019. Yeah. The first case or whatever. But they were suppressing information. So people were thinking maybe it was like October. And that flu season in the fall there, we, we had a nasty flu going around here and in America. That was like way worse than normal. Like, people were fucking bedridden. Yeah. I read a plausible piece that was saying that was absolutely COVID. But I'm pretty... I don't think it was because I'm pretty sure that that, co that flu uh, epidemic hit kids way harder than adults. Could have been a different variant, though. Well, that's what I'm saying. It probably wasn't COVID-19. It was probably a different coronavirus or flu virus. Like, 
I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm, I'm not I don't, a fucking I don't, doctor. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. I'm, I, I just like about, to subscribe to these. I, I like the, like, yeah, the idea is very attractive, too. Yeah. I, don't, I don't like the idea, but obviously it's, like, it's very alluring. But um, I think, because they, right now in New York and a couple of different states, that's, like, an SR something uh, virus. Okay. That's uh, a lot of people are going getting tested for COVID because they've got a lot of like really nasty symptoms of feeling this, super sick. But it's this other but virus. But it's this other virus. Okay. Um, and because they now can track it better because now we have testing. Yeah. And yeah, apparently that's just like ripping through as fast as COVID through some communities. It just yeah. doesn't have nearly as severe outcomes. Okay. It just makes people super sick and bedridden. Well, so like there are resurgences of viruses like that that kind of cycle every three or five or okay, 10 yeah. years. And they're always, yeah. Like I remember. Like they migrate south and they come back. I remember getting like a flu when I was like probably 10 or 12. That was like couldn't get like literally couldn't move my muscles yeah like i like shit myself in my bed i remember yeah. like literally could not like just puking like fucked and then like a bunch of people in my school got the same kind of thing like um i mean fact of life which i mean i think yeah disease is a fact of life like humans like if you're gonna be a human we're gonna get disease at some point like if if global warming doesn't kill us first... Disease will. <laughs> I think the... No, no, I was going to say, I think the way medicine is going, antivirals are going to be, um, like, not necessarily vaccines, but I think antiviral treatments, there's going to be way more attention to them. Okay. So... After this? Because of this, yeah. yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I think because they're realizing that vaccines are great and all, but the time, the time frame really sucks and does not yeah. solve most of like the actual well, pandemic and, issue but if you had treatments for viruses like for coronaviruses that would have stopped this thing in its tracks we never would have lockdowns in the first place that's you, interesting you wouldn't even need a vaccine because yeah, yeah. you can treat it yeah interesting so it like solves the solves that problem permanently yeah for like any type of coronavirus or whatever it may be but right now like now we have like a kill-all with antibiotics which is why we don't have the black death anymore yeah we have penicillin. You can just it. take penicillin and yeah. it kills 90% of fucking bad shit. Exactly. And Invented by a Canadian. And that's why we have, we don't have river blindness anymore because of ivermectin. Like, oh, here we go. Ivermectin. Yeah, no, like, like, uh, like, yeah, it's, it was pri principally used to cure what quote unquote river blindness was, which is like a bacterial infection you get from well, tropical water. And we were making, and it's, we, it's like a miracle drug when it comes to that. But <laughs> we were making fun of yeah. ivermectin last episode. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, it deserves to be made fun of in the context but of. I was America likes since it. then. I was reading like a billion people a year take ivermectin for random diseases. Oh yeah, it's it's that the reason it's a problem is because it is so widely used and readily available that as soon as like the zeitgeist said ivermectin cures COVID, tens of millions of people overnight could buy it and take it because it's a widely used drug. But like, it's an over-the-counter drug. But also, the ivermectin that they take in African countries for river blindness is a different dosage than the fucking horse dewormer yeah, than absolutely. you're eating in America. That's why people are overdosing, because they're taking enough for a fucking horse yeah. <laughs> and dying. Like, yeah, exactly. Um, I, well, before we move on, I wanted, one more thing I wanted to say when we were talking about your your the guy that was camping and died. Yeah. Apparently, uh, U.S. parks, I was just reading this, estimates there's like 10,000 people just living like in parks. national parks, hmm. like just, yeah. and like they don't, well, they, ob they obviously don't know because apparently there's like, 
uh, what did I? Because I was reading about uh, fucking Ted Kaczynski, the yeah. uh, Unabomber, Unabomber, and he lived in the forest in some fucking little house, right, or a trailer like or the, something, like a shack. Yeah, he like lived in the forest in a shack, and no one found him. Yeah, he was just in fucking whatever, right? Yeah, just completely off the grid, off a trail. And I was reading that. I forget what I was watching, but I was watching something and they brought it up. So I'm like, oh, I, I, did that actually happen? I Googled it. And then I was like on his Wikipedia and there was a link to like, like off the grid living and in parks or something like that. Right. And I was reading this article and it was like, yeah, they estimate people have like houses. Yeah. Just in a national park in the middle of fucking nowhere that just no one gets to because there's, it's so hard to get to. And people just have like built houses and live there. Yeah. And because apparently there's like every year they get a ton of missing persons that are never found. They never recover. Yeah. Uh, and then, but there's been historic cases that like 35 years later, fucking buddy comes back to like, you know, comes out of the forest and is like, okay. And they're like, uh, you went missing 35 years ago. We have a missing persons report. Your family couldn't find you. And he's like, oh yeah, I was just living in the forest. Yeah. You're legally dead. Yeah. He's just like, oh yeah. That'd be a really annoying if you came back and you're legally dead and you have to try and get that all <laughs> set up again. There's a, I'll put it on the screen if I remember, but um, I was reading this, uh, this thing, uh, some libertarian page I follow posted it because they're like, without the government, how would you do this, right? Um, some guy had to go to court to argue that he wasn't dead. Right. Uh, and they denied it. Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah. He showed because like he was like I'm not dead like he was trying to do, vote or something pay yeah. his, whatever and they were like no this person's been uh, he was like registered dead by accident it was like someone with his same name that okay. like registered dead so he goes into the court to be like I'm not dead and they're like no you're dead <laughs> and he's like what does that mean like, like prove <laughs> and then that's the joke is like prove to me that you're not dead yeah. <laughs> prove to me that you are who you are. Like, how do you prove that besides, like, you just <laughs> feel look, my, you just feel look my like pulse. that picture? I guess, like, you wouldn't have to pay taxes anymore. Yeah, you just become a sovereign citizen. But then you couldn't, like, vote or anything. And you use... Well, you couldn't drive legally. You couldn't, like... Yeah, yeah being a sovereign citizen is, like, you... You're... Well, ask the fucking quiverful movement what the, well, what that's like because they, they like, that's actually that. like a far-right christian thing is they just don't let they don't uh, make birth certificates yeah, for birth any date. women that are any, like any female uh any daughters okay so then when they get older like basically they're sovereign citizens and don't have social okay. social security number or anything so they have to uh basically they have to get married and just be um, a slave to oh, their husband. I don't like that. Well, it's because Who's this? it's uh, the, it's it's um, Ted Cruz's dad is like this oh. in this group. He's like one of the leaders. But it, it you know, like the nineteen kids and counting. No. Oh, the, the TV the, TV yeah, show. That yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. they're they're part of that group. Oh. So they they'll have you know nineteen kids, but they won't register any of the daughters with a birth certificate. But all the sons. So the sons can like you know own property, have taxes. All that shit. But the women can't. But the women well, can't. The woman, they can't get driver's license. Women they can't be a get part a bank of, account. Yeah, they can't be a part of society. They yeah. can't have bank accounts, oh, whatever. that's fucked up. And that's one of the ways that they, like, ensure that their women never run away. Oh, I didn't know that. That's that's sad. Yeah, I like, like that. that. Oh, yeah, look up the fucking John or whatever the fuck his name is. Probably from 19, John. 19 Kids and Counting. 
convicted pedophile, Is rapist, oh, and oh, no. just like super problematic. And even better, TLC knew that he was a pedophile but while they, they were doing the show. show though. Yeah, they continued oh, the show. That's sad. I don't like that. Yeah, no, he's he's super problematic and part of a very very vicious cult. Why do you know any of this? Uh, podcast. And, okay, or fine. And, and yeah, fun <laughs> fact, it ties back to just like all evil things in the world, Steven Seagal and Ted, <laughs> and Ted Cruz. So, Steven Seagal's a fucking crazy person. Oh, yeah, he's like um, <laughs> on this, you know, behind the bastards podcast, uh, Robert Evans always plays like the how many degrees of Steven Seagal, okay. like because it's of, like the bacon, yeah, level, yeah, but like virtually every like bastard or awful person of history that no they Steven talk Seagal. about is connected to Steven Seagal so by funny. no less than two degrees. So I know way too much about Steven Seagal because of a bunch of movie reviewers I like. Yeah, shout out like Ralph the movie maker, Mr. GG, who we had the, on this podcast has um has reviewed a bunch of Steven Seagal films. Yeah. And he's literally, he'll like, in his contract, he'll have like, he can only, only has to stand up for this amount of scenes. Yeah. So they'll like shoot scenes where he's just sitting in an office chair because it's in his contract that he doesn't have to stand and shit like that. Like, like it's, he, oh, it's he wild. is a, like, cannot, like, I cannot overemphasize how, bad how this man is. gigantic of a piece of shit he is. Like, he's not... Um, like sinister and evil, like he's done a lot of evil things. He's just a gigantic piece of shit. Yeah. Well, apparently he's like he's like uh, he's just like um, verbally he's, abusive to like PAs and like assistants on the side. No, no, he's and, like buddy buddy with like dictators. Well, and, like, he's, flat, I think he's and, friends like, with Putin. Uh, Him he, and Vladimir Putin, I think, are like chums. Because he def- no uh, worse than that. Like a lot worse than that. Oh, they're butt buddies. No, no, no. I mean, worse than Putin. Oh, worse. Than, okay, fine. Like a lot worse than Putin. Um, I have a story about sovereign citizen things, but f- before we do that, um, we're gonna trans transfer trans transport trans transition transcend transition into the um <laughs> transcend also works <laughs> transcend into the segment that we call shot caller, the part of the show where you, the audience, can pick the shot that we're gonna take on the show. Um, I said show twice. Uh, today we're taking a shot of un- Ungava gin. Uh, I think we've taken it before, so I won't go super deep. I think it's de- just Ungava. Okay. Um, I won't go too deep into it because I think we've had it on the show before. Uh, it's Canadian. It's yellow. Um, I like it. Uh, it's crafted with Arctic bot- botanicals. Yeah, Northern Ontario. Um, I think it's kind of problematic because I think it's like white people and they like go onto Inuit land and like take the botanicals, but whatever. To being problematic and Steven Seagal. Lord knows we are. <laughs> Ooh, it tastes like hangover. Yeah, Ooh. you have a bad experience. We, <laughs> me and you split a bottle this one time. Yeah, and I got the one of the worst hangovers of my life. Yeah. Well, that was, to be fair, that we took like 13 shots each. Well, you finished this bottle and then also had wine. Yeah. It was a really bad day. Yeah. So I have a story. So I think I've talked about it on this podcast before. I was, before I was a capitalist, I was actually a communist. Right, right. Well, not really. Okay, so here's the story. So do you remember Occupy Wall Street? Yes. So we had a sister movement in Winnipeg called Occupy Winnipeg. Yeah, it was it was a global thing. Yeah, so what Occupy Winnipeg did was um, Memorial Park across from legislative buildings. Mm-hmm. Um, people set up a camp there. I think there's still a camp there. No. 
like it's I, all fenced now. But uh, no, like a few weeks ago, I saw a bunch of tents there. Okay, well, that's just homeless people. But <laughs> probably uh, people set up a camp there to twenty-four hour protest. Uh, it, for reference, it's the park in front of where the government does their business. Yes. Um, use the term business loosely. Very loosely. Um, so when we were in grade ten, uh, Zach and I uh, set up a tent and lived there for like three weeks. In the Occupy. And weren't you like going to school at the time? Yeah, we were biking to school every day from yep. from there. Um, And our parents, I guess, I think knew, but like couldn't stop us because we were just like, whatever. But yeah, we set up a tent. We built like this whole thing with, because it was winter, but we built up this whole thing with pallets and we had a fucking uh, foreman like heater and fucking, yeah. Yeah, me and Zach have been doing fucking sketchy shit for a long time. Um, Anyway, but we met a lot of people, obviously, doing that. We were 15, 16, 15, right at the beginning of grade 10, so 15. And uh, you meet a lot of people. There were a lot of homeless people there that, like, came to join the camp because we had, like, a... Well, the best was we had a a fire, right, like, permanently going. Yeah. We had a uh, native elder... Uh, come bless the fire or whatever it's called to make it a inter- eternal fire or whatever, uh, which the government cannot legally touch. Nice. So they couldn't <laughs> they couldn't destroy your our camp. Otherwise, it was a hate crime. Right. Literally. Like I'm not even kidding. Like that's a, that's a thing he did his like that, smudge thing. That'd like, be that'd be like dumping over a, a you know a a basin of holy water because it was being used to you know for a cooling yeah. station yeah so he made it like this, oh, this we need to call business someone idea. <laughs> yeah, business idea. we need to call someone because portland police keep on like destroying cooling stations for almost people make them holy water yeah perfect no but the christians are on the police side probably not all of them okay whatever anyway but so we yes. had this fire going we had this camp and we had this big tent that was like the council tent, whatever that like we had because it was like a commune kind of thing. Like people we would vote. We would all vote as a community what we should do. Yeah, whatever. It was kind of cool. It was a good experience. But I remember I was mad at the wrong thing. I was mad at the government and like income inequality and like. You know, like the propaganda that I was consuming made me mad at the rich people. Yeah. But now I realize I was I was mad at the corrupt people. I wasn't mad at the rich people. Right. I was mad at the government that takes our tax money and then doesn't help us. Right. I was mad at the fucking millionaires that are like manipulating the system to oppress people. Right. I wasn't mad at fucking Oprah well. for being a billionaire. Whatever. <laughs> I'm going to say, well, Oprah's problematic too, but okay, let's well, not get into maybe it. Maybe not. That was the first one that came to my head. But like, this was before Elon Musk was big. This was like, this yeah. was 2008. So the biggest man was Bill Gates. 2010? Yeah. Um. Anyway, but I, was, I, I wasn't mad at them. Like, I was mad at corruption, not rich people. Yeah. Right? But I thought I was mad at rich people. But anyway... So I rem- one of the people that was part of our camp had renounced his Canadian citizenship, which you can do. I would not recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can absolutely 
go in to like a vital statistics and renounce your citizenship. Uh, people do it all the time. Um, mostly because, um, if you have a U.S. citizenship and, uh, U.S. like only wants you to have like two citizenships. Now they want not only one. Yeah. But this was like 10 right. years yeah, ago. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. They, they allow dual. Now they know. Now they don't even allow that. They don't even allow dual now. No. Why? Fucking Biden. Why not? Whatever. But no, anyway. it's, it's before Biden. So you, you like people with like three citizenships to get a citizenship in America, they would like make you renounce one. Yeah. To like get theirs. Yep. So a lot of immigrants would have like, you know, they would have like Syria, UK, US, and then the US is like pick two. And yeah. they're like, okay, get rid of the Syria. Yeah. So anyway, so people do it. It's possible, legal, you can do it. But this man that I had met um, renounced his Canadian citizenship and then continued living here with no citizenship. Yeah. Um, so he couldn't have a driver's license. He couldn't have ID. So you couldn't get into a bar or anything. Like you couldn't buy liquor, right? Like, well, anything. I mean, unless, I you, mean he, unless you don't get ID'd. Sure. But he technically was not a citizen, citizen of any country. Yeah. Which I don't know how that works with like, you get arrested. I don't know how that works. Yeah. I'm, I don't know. But he had this whole thing. I remember listening to it for hours and it seemed like a really good idea when I was 15 years old that he's <laughs> like, oh yeah, you can do it. Like, and it's just like, you have to make sacrifices, but because, and that's the, the first person who ever put me on the, uh, your social insurance number is your corporation number. Yeah. And of the corporation of the country, like the country owns you as a business. And then they can leverage every citizen they have for debt. Yeah. Which is like a thing. Which sounds really fucked up, but also at the same time, it's just kind of a weird legal corporatist way of making government work. Yeah. When I, when I, but when I heard that, I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. I'm going to renounce my citizenship. Yeah. Um, now I know that Canadian citizenship is one of the most powerful things you can have in the world. Yeah, and it's, beside it's free and it's fucking great. Yeah, beside American citizenship, like, internationally, your Canadian passport gets you a fuck ton of a, like, gets you far. Yeah, it's the best. Um, you can travel to the most places in the world without a visa. Um, do you remember when 9-11 happened? No. We were five. We were five. But um, when 9-11 happened, um, George Bush gets on TV and he says, if you're in a he was worried about um, Muslims attacking Americans yeah just like in other countries uh, he said tell them you're Canadian if anyone asks he literally got on TV that, and said tell them you're Canadian if anyone huh. asks your nationality interesting yeah fascinating right yeah because people don't really hate Canadian I mean we've had some uh, terror attacks Ter here Toronto yeah like that we, guy ran over a bunch of people with a van. Yeah, we had... And then there was the one in... Uh, was it Calgary or Vancouver? Uh, someone drove an ambulance through a crowd. Yeah. And then there was the uh, one guy... One of the like soldier guards at a fountain that just got shot. Yeah. It was it kind of thing like the Queen's Royal Guard, like those red, yeah. uh, red suited guys. Well, it was like the Canadian equivalent in front of a government building. He just got shot. Yeah, well, we have... Yeah. Yeah, I remember. So the, yeah. I think those are the three that I remember. Well, yeah, and then is that terrorism, though? 
They were, yeah, yeah. They were specifically terrorists. Well, I remember yeah. the the guy with the van, like with manifestos and everything. The guy with the van was like, "I'm Al Qaeda," yeah, or whatever. But like, sometimes people are just fucked up and just do fucked up things. Well, right? yeah, they can do it in the name of Al Qaeda and not actually be affiliated with it. Yeah, well, because like the guy that shot up um, Parliament, remember that? And Stephen Harper like hid in a closet. He was like in a cabinet. <laughs> Amazingly, I don't remember this. Yeah, it was it was like 2000 around the same time. Okay. Um. Fucking yeah! Someone brought a gun to like Redu Hall or whatever. Yeah, and fucking shot a guard, ran in, and they yeah they like put Harper in a cabinet to like hide him or something. Yeah, and then they like killed the guy I guess, and then I think that was like affiliated or he like claimed he was affiliated but he wasn't or something. He was but just like the, some. I don't think they claim responsibility. Who like Al Qaeda? Al Qaeda? No, absolutely does. They did. No, right. well, no, I don't know if they did for that. But uh, historically, like the Taliban will absolutely claim Taliban. Oh no, the <laughs> Taliban. No, okay, I guess yeah, the Taliban is a legitimate government, so we can't criticize them. But um, wait, no, wait. now we can criticize them. Oh, dude. So this is it's the 9th of September right now, the eighth of September. There's rumors that the Taliban is going to announce their official formation of government on 9-11 yep. <laughs> just to troll the United States. <laughs> yeah. What do you think about that? I think it's amazing. So I think it's hilarious. I think ob- it's, it's obviously massively tragic and horrific, but also it's poetic as fuck. Obviously, we don't support the fucking Taliban. No. Right? But, comma. <laughs> <laughs> um great PR guys objectively that's hilarious it's absurd like they p- fucking posted a picture memeing the famous World War 2 US picture where they're putting up the flag yeah. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, fucking yeah. posted a picture when they took Kabul of them po- <laughs> the same thing because it's a bunch of like 20 year olds Yeah, it's a bunch of 20 year olds who the US killed their fathers 20 years ago. And now they're going to mock America every chance they get. No, so now they hate America and they understand the internet. Yeah. That's who the Taliban is, right? Yeah. Like when they had a press conference, someone asked them about censorship. They're like, well, we're not going to do it like America and Facebook. <laughs> like, it's yeah. like, what are you talking about? This is the Taliban. Yeah, now they can clap back. Because what, like, when you, when you, th- when the, the government's, the U.S. media portrayal of the Taliban yeah. is like these cave dwelling guerrilla fighters. When meanwhile, it's like, they're no, they're trying to form an actual government. You know what I mean? Like, it's... And now they're slowly releasing more details about, like, the 9-11 investigations. Because, obviously, a lot of that shit was redacted. Yep. And uh, there's significant involvement from Saudi Arabia and Pakistan. Which, which have, we all, which everyone have, with a brain already knew. Which have been allies and well, have received military support and aid from, you know... Canada. What is it? US. Eleven out of thirteen hijackers were Saudi Arabian, and yeah, like, and it was it was paid for out of Saudi Arabia. And the guy that like and the safe house that they had was directly connected to um, like Saudi, not royalty, but um, like oligarchs. Kind yeah, of thing. oligarch. Yeah, yeah, and they're not called that, but yeah, like princes, yeah. princes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So th- it was all there. There's so many links. I think it was like 17 pages yeah. that specifically linked Saudi Arabia. Also, remember when the uh, U.S. government walked up to one of the plane wreckages and just pulled a fully intact Afghani passport out of it? 
that wasn't burnt or anything. I'm sure they didn't plant that. <laughs> that's what happened, literally. I don't remember that. Yeah, that's what happened. They, that's, that's how amazing. they knew that it was Afghani terrorist. That's how they knew it was the Taliban, was they went to the wreckage that was literally just a fiery pile of scrap metal, and they pulled out a passport that was completely untouched. And they said, wow, this was the Taliban. Al-Qaeda. You keep saying Taliban. I don't think Al-Qaeda exists. Sure. <laughs> Do you know Osama bin Laden died in the 90s of renal, renal failure? No. Google this. 100%. This isn't... This is... Okay, this is... Welcome to Conspiracy Corner. The uh, <laughs> This corner we've been living in for the last the half part hour. Of the, the part of the podcast where Willows is fucking... Okay, so... Google Osama bin Laden renal failure. There's a picture of Osama bin Laden on dialysis... In like 1991. Okay. Um, he was dying of kidney disease. He died well before 9-11. Um, but they needed a scapegoat. The Americans needed a scapegoat to go to war. Who better than a dead guy? I don't know if you are familiar with what happened the days after 9-11. But they, uh, the United States played on TV this video of Osama bin Laden in fucking 240p in a cave yeah speaking farsi but at such low quality and like well like static that you can't really tell what he's saying yeah and they subtitled it and said yes I did 911 because I'm jealous of your freedom sure yeah and then they went to war with Afghanistan and that was 20 years ago there are there is decent evidence that I've seen that Osama bin Laden was dead at that time. Because remember, we don't have a body. Don't you think public enemy number one, they would have maybe wanted to bring the body back to America? At or least, maybe at least the head. Or maybe one of those people in the mission should take a picture with a cell phone. You know what I mean? Or body cams. Body cams good, yeah. They absolutely had body cams. Maybe somebody would have an image, but no. And then because they respect him so much, uh, they did a traditional Muslim burial at sea and dumped him out of a helicopter into the into the ocean. Oh, allegedly. Wow. Yeah, it's a lot more sus than I originally thought it was, and I thought it was pretty sus. Well, and we, yeah, we don't have no one. There's no pictures. We don't have a body. I like this conspiracy because um, it just delegitimizes everything about America, number one. And number two, like, it's... If the reasons they went to war was, like, more than likely because someone in the CIA thought it was a good idea and set the plan in motion. Yeah. Like, this is some CIA type shit, right? Yeah. Or shadow. Or shadow government. Yeah. Yeah. You know something that the CIA created with total autonomy. Well, that... I don't. I don't know. Are we? Are we? I'm a hundred percent. Like, I, like I'm gonna stop bullshitting. Unironically, I think there is like a shadow government that controls the U.S. government. I agree and disagree. I don't think there's anyone that absolutely controls the U.S. government. I just think there's people that have specific levers of power and you know military strength that have the ability to operate autonom- autonomously and 
you know, implement their own agendas and know very well on how to manipulate the government. Okay. I don't think they control the government. I think yeah. they effectively manipulate the government. I think... Because I don't think anyone is so powerful that they control everyone. It's just not possible. It's not physically feasible. The, the, yeah, but I, do you think they can control the president? Um, I think it would be kind of a waste of time to control the president. I think okay. you could more okay. effectively control the you Senate know, advisors, yeah. key people in the Senate. Like okay. you can move chess pieces more effectively than just needing to control the king. Like that's a fair the, point. The yeah. pawns are, you know, when effectively moved. Good reference. Like I don't think it's as big, as powerful, as concerted and organized of an effort as like as that because I don't think the explanation of like, oh, there's one shadowy organization and that's the explanation for everything. I think that's an impossible explanation. I think that's fair too. Because like I, I love, I'm a big Illuminati kind of fan. Like, yeah. like I, I did reports on this in the fucking, I think I, I said this on the podcast. I did a report on the Illuminati for school one time yeah. and I wrote, I just in silence spoke, took the first five minutes of my report, writing the names of like the 12 families of the Illuminati on the board. Like it's slowly yeah. with the chalk like yeah. in silence. And then I turn around and I go, do you guys know these names? Well, you fucking should <laughs> like was my first, like whatever. <laughs> I'm like, because they control the equivalent of $500 trillion and you don't know a single one of them. Yeah. Because, you know, the Rothschild family and all these, the Rockefeller family and all these fucking, you know, they control whatever, right? Um, so I'm a big Illuminati. I think there is like a council, whatever. Okay. But here's kind of my... So I don't care how powerful you are, how rich you are, how many fucking you can be touched like there yeah. is going to be si you don't think trump has enough money like trump isn't even the richest fucking man in the world you don't think trump has enough money to fucking get a hit squad to fucking take some of these people out you know what i mean oh, like he's got enough money to do it on a weekly basis yeah like they're they're if they're actually like if trump was like oh my god i'm scared for my life because the illuminati controls me as president there's you could hire fucking mercy like you know what i mean like there's you could fucking take this shit out <laughs> like, like that that's what i mean the exposure like there's no point in controlling everyone because the exposure is too big like it's yeah. it's too difficult there's the roi just isn't there like, well it's, it's, we always talk about like, we always it. talk about like, like bad actors like um like area 51 and shit like realistically there's nothing going on there because somebody would have broken it. Yeah. Because, like, statistically, my business partner and I were talking about this the other day. Like, there's so much, like, statistically and, like, trends. You don't, they never base it on humans are fucking stupid and will absolutely work against their best interest for no reason. Just, it's like, just like we earlier explained, just because we don't want to be told what to do. Yeah, because, well, you know, it's like, someone's like, no, we didn't go to the moon. It was all fucking fake. And they're like, well, yeah, one out of 30,000 NASA employees never... And I was like, no, because they're scared for their life. It's like, no, they don't give a shit. Like, there's somebody that doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, there's going to be 30 Snowdens. Yeah, that they, well, and not even that. Somebody that just thinks they can outsmart them. Yeah. You know what I mean? That would leak it and be like, no, I didn't leak it. It's like, we have your hard drive. It's like, fuck. I didn't think of that. Like, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Like, you know. A janitor, a doorman. 100%. Like, there's no way. 
that that kind of shit stays secret. Yeah, the, the gov- reason government's why, not that good at secrets. The reason why the CIA is so efficient at secrets is because like three people know what's going on. Yeah, and they don't have to disclose it to anyone because they're a civilian operation. Ties back to the uh, Osama bin Laden thing. Fun fact. It's all it all reports um, directly under the president. Nowhere else. It gets they, autonomous. They killed Osama bin Laden in Pakistan. Um. So the SEAL Team Six, when they were going in to kill them, uh, mid-flight they had to transfer SEAL Team Six to the CIA. Um. Because we're not at war with Pakistan at the time. Right. You can't just go into a sovereign country with fucking military. Yeah. But the CIA is a civilian agency, no such rules. So it technically wasn't an act of war, technically. Right, which is why they've overthrown like 135-some world leaders. Exactly, because the CIA... With impunity, because it's just, it's an an act of civil disobedience. Yeah, but the reason why the CIA works is because they're so insular and so um, segmented. Yeah. Is that there can be 500 members of support staff all working towards a goal that they don't know what the fuck they're doing yeah it's like type up this report it's like what does this mean it's like don't worry about it you know yeah, like if you look on reddit of like people that work for the cia it's like oh yeah i analyze statistics of this like specific thing of like i i can detect yeah. an anomaly of cell signals in the new jersey area versus this area and i can like isolate you know a specific 10 phone numbers that hit these two areas in these specific times like they can do that but they don't know that they're just like helping violate someone's human rights well they don't know excessive surveillance they don't know why they're doing it they don't know how what the goal is they don't know anything like that and that's why they've been really successful yeah and that's why uh, elizabeth holmes was able to start run a tech startup with no technology because the different teams of the business didn't even know what they were doing yeah she forcibly segmented everyone and then yep. like threaten people that would like ask questions yeah which is 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 which i mean you they ultimate threat uh, you get tr- you know charges of treason or terrorism if you like leak anything they'll fucking execute you yeah like, or they'll just disappear you and won't even yeah, bother that's what i mean the like trial. they'll fucking yeah. kill you yeah like the, you get in a car crash remember the cia declassified was spiking water coolers with LSD for random employees just to see what would happen. <laughs> like, these are not people that care about you. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Princess Diana and uh, T.E. Lawrence were run off the road by the same motorcycle. Princess Diana and who? T.E. Lawrence. Uh, Lawrence of Arabia. Uh. He was murdered. Or he died in a car accident. Um, both Sloppy. report reports at the same at both crashes report like a black motorcycle like speeding off after the accident happened. Sloppy. Princess Diana was a hundred percent killed. Yeah. There's no way, right? No. Yeah, there's no way that was an accident. No. Well, and then like Prince Philip. Just came out like, oh, yeah, he's been raping kids for 50 years. Sure. And everyone's like, yeah, okay. Like, you know what I mean? That like, tracks. But, it, like, it, like, you always think these these things are conspiracies. And then they get declassified. And it's then you're like, like, oh, yeah. It's like the fucking Alex Jones show. It's like one in every Man, one in every hundred things Alex that he Jones, talks about. He's been right a few times. He's been like, right quite a few times, which is problematic because he's 
also full of shit most of the time. Yeah, but like you think about like Operation Paperclip, where they were taking Nazi scientists and safely bringing them back to the states, getting them new identities. Well, like every country in the world. What is it? Operation? What was it? Mockingbird? That they uh, they were gonna bomb. It was signed by JFK's chief of staff. Mm-hmm. Um, they were no, no, no. Who was before JFK? Okay, it was signed by the chief of staff of the president's office. They were going to blow up a pl- uh, plane, kill 500 American citizens, blame it on Cuba to go to war with Cuba. Yeah, to solve the Cuban Missile Crisis. JFK gets elected, goes to sign off on it, and he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? No, we are not blowing up a fucking airliner. Uh, they were going to do it. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, it was like green-lighted, yeah. Like, so, and that's declassified now, that that all happened. So you think about it, and you're like, oh, how many explosions... <laughs> were government made that were green lighted and done for the greater good. Right. Like, well, that's the ridiculousness of it. It could be all of them. It could be none of them. Yeah. I, I love the South park episode on nine 11 where they're like, it was nine. George Bush did nine 11. And then it was a council manipulating George Bush. And there was a guy manipulating the council to manipulate George Bush. And then like right at the end of the episode, they're all in the oval office. And then like, Stands like, wait, so who actually did 9 11? And then George Bush is like, a bunch of pissed off Muslims. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's like, we always talk, Occam's Razor, we always talk yeah. about. It's like the simplest explanation is often the the correct one. Yeah. And yeah, maybe just bad foreign policy pissed off a bunch of Muslims and they fucking crashed a plane into the, into the building, right? Like, I think a classic example of that being executed. Or that that not being true was King Leopold. Who killed like 600 million Africans. It wasn't that many, but yeah. An insane amount. An insane amount of human... um, Uh, One of the biggest genocides in the world, I think. Yeah, and just like caused irreparable damage to the nation. He was what, a king of Netherlands or something? Um... No, Belgium. 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 And he if you was... wonder why Belgium looks so beautiful, it's because fucking King Leopold was raping the shit out of the Congo. Because he was, yeah, he they gave him a bunch of, or he opened a bunch of diamond mines in the Congo. No, rubber. Rubber mine. Okay. Yeah, because rubber Har- was Harvesting rubber, yeah. yeah. And he the just... The Congo was like the only place you could get rubber for like a few decades. And they were just genociding people that didn't want to farm rubber and shit, right? Yeah, like... it, was, it was ridiculous. But he got away with it in relatively modern times um, because he was very creative on how he um, both moved the money and controlled the forces on the ground. Like, he was, like, he, like, set up corporations that owned other corporations and then he, like, kept changing the names of corporations and opening them and closing them and, like, changing mandates. Like, he was... He was very shadowy and very crafty. Like it took them years to unravel it, and it was not. Um, it wasn't actually clear that King Leopold was causing the genocide in uh, in the Congo. Like, even though he was he was definitely doing it, it was you know sp- state sponsored and all that, and they were benefiting from it. It like you could not, uh, you know, just figure out. You couldn't follow the money. You couldn't follow the legal trail back to him in a clear and concise way for a very long time like he was very creative with it but that was like you know 
trying to do a colonialism long after it was acceptable. He got away with it. What year is this? Um, let me look it up. Yeah, this when was did... pre-World Wars, I think, right? Yeah, it was... Yeah, like, world-traveling journalists was still a very novel idea. Leopold II of Belgium. Uh, 1909 is when he... Died? No, that's when he was no longer king. Oh, wow, that's late. Oh, that yeah. is late. Like, like he's pre, pre-World Wars, but that's like still po- late. Post, Post-East India Company. Yeah, yeah. Like, getting into... Well, East India Company was, like, 16, right? He, like, well, they went for a very long time. Yeah, but, like, yeah. Uh, he was pretty much, like, the, one of the last of the colonial uh, okay. kings. powers, kind of, yeah. Yeah, and he was pilfering long after it was okay. Well, yeah, because, like, 1900 was, like, the Industrial Revolution had already happened in America... And Britain, and like, he and he's still genociding people in the Congo. And he's still, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's yeah, Wild. it's a crazy story. Like, yeah. if you yeah read into it, but he was very, and he was a quiet guy. He kept to himself. He basically just spent all of his time riding his little bicycle around his compound, uh, flirting with his his very weird circumstances with this, I think, girl that was way younger than him. As kings do. And he, like, would sneak her in through tunnel. Like, he just had, like, a weird personal life, and he was just a weird kind of incel type of guy that was just massacring. Which would be fine if he didn't kill fucking 500 million Africans. Yeah, so, like, he was, like, this weird, awkward incel king that nobody really paid attention to because he kept to himself and just, like, built nice shit. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, was just, like, signing orders to do, like, Holocaust-level atrocities. Yeah. Yeah, I remember... Um, reading an article one time, like I saw like a meme basically that was like, yeah, we always talk about Hitler, but why are we not fucking talking about this motherfucker? Yeah, yeah, he's definitely on that level. Yeah, and it's like wow, and I, then you wonder why history has kind of suppressed that because he's white. I don't yeah, know. but so was Hitler, right? Yeah, but Hitler was a fascist. And... Oh, but Hitler was attacking white people as well, like white Jews. Yeah, that, <laughs> so... no, that's probably a better justification. Hitler Oof. attacked white people, so that was problematic. And also, <laughs> um, yeah, probably that's that's probably a, a huge part of it because the Congo still doesn't have represent like the the CIA is still doing this shit. Yeah, putting uh, basically they he put someone in power that allowed all this to happen the cia is still doing this shit yeah many countries are still doing this china is actively doing this stuff openly china china is pat is backing auto like super violent oppressive autocrats yep. so that they can basically pillage the country for their mineral mineral rights like what they're about to do to afghanistan with the taliban <laughs> is to say um yep. we will take care of your infrastructure and like we'll solve your healthcare problems we'll solve your food China, shortages just has unlimited money well they have resources they have manufacturing whatever yeah. they can fill that void because yeah. they're not well, Afghanistan's not going to get it from America so they're going to get it from China Afghanistan, well number one Afghanistan is on the border of China we forget yeah. about that yeah they, number, they number have a direct, two, direct line number two um, they need a trading partner yeah. Right. It doesn't matter. They need because the Taliban has said they're open for business, yep. but they need Pete and the EU and America is going to fucking. Yeah. Like and not trade with them. Who's going to trade with them? Fucking China, Pakistan, Iran, Israel. No, maybe not Israel, but 
Like, um, they're all going to fucking trade with them. Like, Saudi Arabia, Qatar. All the military coups that are now happening, like, that have recently happened. Like, what is what's the most recent one? It happened, like, last weekend. Another fucking coup. There's, like, another coup every weekend. It's wild. Um, each of, like, these, a lot of these countries, what they're doing is this military leader, whoever takes over the government, um, creates a trade partnership with China. China provides, um, you know, cash liquidity provides whatever they need to keep their people alive in exchange for basically nationalizing all their mineral mineral resources and giving a hundred percent of the rights to china so uh basically china gets all the minerals and they get to control the mining and the operation of it and in exchange they give them whatever they need whatever they need yeah. Yeah, and whatever they can't get because they have sanctions, because they're because America's like uh, well, because it's a fucking me, military. <laughs> yeah, because it's a coup. Yeah. Um, this is their playbook now. Yeah. So now you have America sanction. The only thing they can do because America will not use military force. What they do is sanction, yeah. which then enables China to be like, oh, you're sanctioned. Now you need us, now or need us, yeah. or your power well, will disappear. And this just gives one more foothold for China. Yeah, it's like every time they sanction a country, they're giving China like I I don't the sanction playbook doesn't fucking work anymore no. because now you have China that Sanctions can that dumb. can yeah because now you have China we that have can come a in and global fulfill all those market needs. economy no 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 we don't you don't have a global no, market no. economy you have a two party system you have America and you have China <laughs> no, like, and you can choose chi- one or the other like Amer- like America is not relied upon as much as they think they are right and that's the biggest problem yeah is that it's not. 1867 anymore <laughs> like you know what i mean like it's not well, no more like 1970 because the u.s didn't have that power till post-world war ii yeah that's fair because everyone else got bombed to shit and america didn't <laughs> well yeah well america was just nationalist up until then it didn't interfere anything globally it was just, it was world war was the first time they actually took any interest in a foreign entity trying to disprove that but i think you're right actually now that i think about it foreign policy didn't give it like foreign policy was exclusively nationalist yeah they were very isolated almost isolationist yeah they were isolationist they had complete non-aggression they didn't believe in policing the world they didn't believe in sending their troops overseas they didn't believe in using troops for anything but self-defense but then britain and germany and russia were all bombed to fuck and after the, World War II, and America's like, hey, we're, our economy's still working. <laughs> like, Well, no, America's like, oh, our economy is linked to theirs, and we're fucked if uh, if Germany or if Hitler controls Europe. Uh, no, I mean post-World War II. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, if, if Hitler controls Europe, then we're in a bad spot, and we're going to have to work with this fascist, which, I mean, a, to be fair, a lot of Americans were happy about that. but Which is funny because, like, Americans are fascists. Yeah, but you can't tell them that. <laughs> Who is uh can't hold the mirror up. Franco the dictator in Spain was just a dictator to like the 70s and just no one did anything in Spain, yeah. Cuz Mussolini got killed. Yeah. But then yeah, Franco was just like a dictator to like 1972. Like the Beatles were putting out music and Franco was just like a dictator still and no one did anything. <laughs> well, that's like fucking Hungary now. Has a dictator? Well, not technically, but no, sorry, not in nobody. He's not actually a dictator yet, but he's definitely an autocrat leaning, like definitely leaning towards fascist because well, so is he's, the Polish he, guy. Well, he, well, he's democratically elected, yeah. but now he's rigged the voting system where he effectively can never lose office. Well, the po- well that's what Putin does. 
Right, but this is a, an EU member nation. So is Russia. Is no. It, is the, Russia's no. really not a member of the European Union? No. I don't know. Russia's not a part of the EU or the UN. Well, neither is the UK. Okay, th- Russia's absolutely a part of the UN. Sorry. Fuck off. Russia's not a part of the G7. Yes, they are. They're one of the main... Name the G7. We're part of it, Canada. No, because the UN peacekeeping forces are one, of the, are one of the stopgaps against the fucking Russians. China? USA. I USA. better not be butchering this because I'm, I'm 90% sure. I'm this. pretty I'm sure they're part of the G7. Sure. Is... No, just Google G7. Like a G6. Some. Yeah, so... Name R- the G7, Russia, go. R- Russia was in the G8 and was permanently... Or, sorry, was suspended indefinitely following the annexation of Crimea, which oh, then it was changed yeah. to the G7. Oh, yeah, we just kicked them out of the club. Yeah. But they're absolutely part of the UN because they're on the UN Security Council. Right. Because everyone who won World War II got to have a seat on the council. Right, you're right. Yeah, you're and, right. So it's the G7 that they're not part and of. And yeah. they're... Um, being on the Security Council means you can veto anything. Yeah. And China, U.S., and Russia never fucking agree on anything. So every one of them vetoes something, and we never get anything done. Yeah, then, yeah NATO is effective, ineffective. Yes. The U.N. is a waste of fucking time. Yeah. Because it was the League of Nations up until post-World War II. Hilarious. Everything's broken. Every literally the entire world is set up to be broken. By a crowbar. So I we always find ourselves back here. The world <laughs> the world is broken, so what do we do? By a crowbar. What is it? Get ready to bolt cutters. Bolt cutters your, and your, a crowbar. Your, yeah. your hero Robert Evans. Yeah, by bolt cutters. I have never once listened to a Robert Evans podcast, but Tyler and our friend JL fucking consume like every single thing he puts out. Yeah. And 90% of the fucking shit that comes out of your mouth is his Robert Evans quotes. It's like Bible cutters. It's me with fucking well, uh, George Carlin. <laughs> yeah. Like a lot of the stuff that comes out of my mouth is Robert Evans, but also like I listen to Dan Carlin, like hardcore history. I listen to a lot of New York Times. I listen to a lot of Al Jazeera, everything they put out. Uh, the Economist, like. I like to listen to non-American sources or like non-American uh, big media because obviously they can't be fucking really trusted for unbiased news. I don't want to take another shot of this gin. Fuck that. We have no, to. No, you have to. You take what do you both. want? What do you want to shoot then? Not gin. What do you want to shoot then? Literally anything else. What do you want to sh- tequila? Sure. Why do you like tequila more than you like gin? Because hangover. That's fucking weird. I've had more hangovers on tequila than I have on gin, but it's just, it's such a dis- strong taste. Okay, if I you're watching. I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I like gin, but my body's like, mm-mm. Okay, we, uh, we just, if you're watching the video version of this podcast on YouTube, you'll notice that uh, the video is gone now. Uh, that's because Tyler broke my charging cord. Fuck you. And my not. phone is uh, dead. But um, 
I'm going to take both these shots now because Tyler won't take a shot of gin. I just can't drink this gin. I, I asked you before I poured it if you would take it. You said, yeah. I took one shot, but I don't want another. Man, we went deep into Conspiracy Corner this week. So deep, I even forgot where I went. So that was the sweet sound of me pouring a fucking tequila shot for Tyler. Because Thanks. apparently tequila is fine, but gin is not. So I'm going to take I'm gonna take my third shot of the night while he takes this tequila shot. Cheers. Easy. Mm. Tastes like Mexico. You're a fucking weirdo. We did not when we were we were in Mexico together a couple years ago. I don't. I feel like we didn't drink that much tequila. No, we didn't. No, except no. that one night that we blacked out. Yeah, except that, for that time. Every time one of us went to the bathroom, we would come back with two tequila shots and two beers. <laughs> you remember that? When we yeah, were in the I pool do. That entire that was when the girl took my took the GoPro. That's when we had the dinner booked with your parents, and I just like left you, in the middle of you dinner. You left in the middle of dinner and fell asleep in the bed. Yeah, I just, just disappeared. I don't know how I made it back to the room. I don't I know just, how you I made it back stumbled. to the room either, yeah. yeah. I just stumbled. I just, yeah. like, ditched my, like, they made you, they, I was wearing those, like, weird pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't yeah. go into the restaurant without pants, so they're like, here, take these pants, and I could, like, fit four of me inside of them. Yeah, and then it, it was a big drawstring on it, and then when I walked out of the restaurant, I'm like, I didn't, I wasn't sober enough, and I was, like, ready to puke. You know that feeling. So I was walking out of the restaurant. I still had the pants on. So I'm like walking past the hostess stand and I just like drop the pants on the floor and just walk out leaving the pants there and like no didn't didn't say goodbye didn't even look at him like don't fucking look at me don't talk to me I, go, I gotta go yeah and just disappeared it's great so uh, this January we're planning to go to Cuba but uh, yeah I don't know I don't know if that's gonna happen I don't know if we're going to get to Cuba. We're, we're probably going. But, I mean, we're double-vaxxed. Um, you mean Cuba specifically, or we're going on a trip? I mean Cuba specifically. Like, we want to go. And like, oh, I mean, Yeah, because we're, abso- we're you absolutely... Got double, you got double Pfizer, right? No, no, I got Pfizer Moderna. Oh, shit, so you maybe can't. No, it'll be fine. <laughs> it'll be fine. Most... A, a lot of... Uh, I don't know if it's the countries or the airlines. Like uh, most, no. most international travel is not possible for people to, to dual. Uh, no, dose. it's based on what your country recognizes as fully immunized. Right. Um, and oh, Canada, Cuba, Cuba has their own vaccines. Yeah, Cuba's manufacturing their own. Yeah. So I wonder what they're doing. Well, okay. So we go. Well, we do something every February to mark a date, and we're going somewhere. Yeah. We gotta start thinking about it because it's like coming. Up, no, like, you gotta plan trips like what? A few months, three yeah, months. Yeah, either we do it last second. Yeah, yeah. Or we do it in advance. We should book it in advance. Yeah. Well, because you want your girlfriend to come probably, and like. Well, I don't know if I can afford to pay for two. Well, she can pay for it, right? Probably not. Dude, come on. <laughs> She's making just over minimum wage. Who? Yeah. If I made minimum wage, I'd go on a trip every week. She's has to save up to get her master's degree and going to fucking Cuba is not oh even like sixth god. on the list of priorities. Oh my god. Well, what a pussy. Well, oh, that means you can bang Cuban girls. That's exactly what that means. She doesn't listen to the podcast. It's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it'll probably just be me. Oof. 
I mean, I love spending time with you, Tyler. Yeah, it's great. But um, is there a rebellion still going on still there or what? Yeah, that's the other thing. They're not very politically stable. Yeah, but <laughs> fucking political. But, but who is? <laughs> yeah, like we, Mexico was fucking the town we stayed in was controlled by the fucking drug cartels. So like, yeah, but that was but it was stable. I love drug cartels. <laughs> yeah, there's nobody more stable. To be than, fair, and the, now that now they've got a truce between the main uh, like three or five big families, so to be it's fair, even more stable. Than America's the a fucking oil company with an army. You mean Canada? That too. No, we're an oil company without an army. <laughs> no, America's an army with a few companies. That's fair. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll no, figure it out. America is a bank with an army. <laughs> yeah. Canada's we'll figure... an oil company with an army. Sure. Not a very good one. Not a very good one. But it's friends with the bank. We are friends with the bank, so. Um, we'll probably transition here into our closing segment which is business tip of the week where uh tyler and i give you business advice uh from our actual struggles as business people just the tip though uh just the tip you have to do the execution yourself um i have one if i can start and you can think of one okay so my tip of the week is uh we kind of relating to we what something we were talking about earlier which is something that I go through every day with the being in a regulated industry, that the government's going to government. That's their job. I forget what it's from. There's some movie or something that's like, no, I, I don't say fuck the police. Like police, they're just doing their job. And I'm just doing my job and being a criminal. <laughs> like, <laughs> I forget what that's from, but it's from something. Sounds like an Ocean's Eleven type of quote. Yeah, something like that. But like, yeah, that's like... They're just going to, they're doing their job. Their job sucks. It's based in white supremacy and like corruption and whatever, but they're just, you're not going to be able to change anything they do with individual action. No. So my solution, my business tip, if you would call it that, start a business, get ahead yourself Get to a point where they can't control you because they're going to control. They're going to try, right? Evade taxes. When you say get to the point where they can't control you, mm-hmm. what does that mean? What does that entail? How do you okay. get to that point? So the average um, person mm-hmm. in Canada pays a certain amount of their income tax. Mm-hmm. Pays a certain amount of their sales tax, right? Like a lot of their money goes to taxes. They have the government telling them right now where they can can and cannot go with vaccines and everything, right? Mm-hmm. Get to like I want to get to a point like well you you think if I was fucking Elon Musk they'd be telling me oh you gotta get back like I could just do whatever the fuck I want you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I can fly to a place where it doesn't matter you know like stuff like that right? I think you have to kind of insular be work on yourself to the government is set up to use and abuse the bottom 80% of people Yeah, to generate their tax money and keep everyone complacent enough that they don't get revolted on. Yes. And then people are always pissed off at the, you know, the, the top 
for like abusing tax loopholes for getting for getting away with what they can't get away with. Yeah, and and my kind of mentality is like you shouldn't be pissed at those people for getting away with you can't be get away with. You should be pissed at the system that doesn't let you get away with that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I agree. And that's my tip is get to a point or work towards a point where you can get away with shit. Don't be upset at the people that manipulate the system. Be upset at the system. Yeah. Because they're just playing the game the same as you. We all or, s- or dedicate your life to breaking the system and stop fucking complaining. Which is just as reasonable. But I, yeah, I think you hit it on the head there. Stop fucking complaining. <laughs> and either break the system or work the system. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, which is why I, I'm, you know, in a lot of ways at heart a capitalist, but also feel a great kinship with, um, you know, people that are just want to live on a commune and do protests and uh, you know, fuck with oil companies. Like I feel a great kinship because it, I think there's a lot of parallels. There's a lot of the similar ideas. You're trying to beat the system. You're trying to, you know, break the system in a lot of ways. You're trying to defy it. So yeah, I think good tip. Um, my tip of the week would be, um, Understand the difference between uh, what your actual uh, your wants are out of like you you started a business for a reason, not usually for the sake of the business itself. People don't like start a food truck because they just motherfucking love food. Trucks I just want to provide provide food to people <laughs> on the street. It's usually out of the because back of my truck and reek like diesel all the time. It's usually because I know how to cook and I want to make money. <laughs> Right, no, and then you started a food truck versus got a job because you wanted to make more money. Maybe you wanted some, like, time freedom. Or autonomy, right? Yeah, and you wanted seasonal freedom. You wanted autonomy. You wanted to, like, work 120 hours a week all summer so that you can take all winter off. Like, you have certain reasons, and whenever you're making business decisions, think first, like, I mean, this is in a sense of violation of fiduciary duty. (laughs) But if you don't have shareholders and whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, Act in the interest of your original goal. Don't lose sight of it because, um, you know, I've I've gotten into this kind of debate with people over the last couple days just because of whatever the phase I'm going into. It's like battling over how much equity you own in your business or battling how much... um, what your voting cap- capability well, is. I'm like, a dick to you all the time that you don't own right. your business. Like, so do you think you've lost sight of, you've lost sight of your original goals? No, I, because the business I'm in right now was like tertiary to what I want to do. Like okay. it's, it's not even primary. It's not even secondary. Like it's like third, fourth, fifth, um, uh, down the chain of like that I, I did not start the business saying I'm going to be doing this in 20 years I'm going to be the best in the country like I don't give a fuck like I want to be the best in the province because I want to be able to charge the best the top dollar and make the most pro like I have those short-term goals I have the, the vision for the business like don't get me wrong but it's not tied up in my ego of okay. who I am as a person okay. and like it's not this is not my my magnum opus this is not my mission in life this is not whatever like there are, yeah, like, did, what I'm basically trying to say is, like, understand the difference between your goals for the business and your fiduciary duty, but also at the same time, you have to measure that against what are your personal goals 
and don't get overly absorbed in one over the other. You have to understand both because, you, you know, it's a tale as old as time. Old man on his deathbed is like, I... You're never going to say, I wish I worked more. Yeah, exactly. And I wish I would have worked more. That's kind of a simplified version of what I'm saying. Um, because that guy, he he probably worked that much and started that business telling himself he was doing it for his family. You know, he was doing it for his wife. He was doing it, you know, to give his kids a better life and a better yeah. education, a better life than he I had. I need to sacrifice this amount of time. Right. And then he fucking neglects his children for their entire lives for their own good. It's like, no, that's not what they wanted. And the fact that you now have opted out of that entire experience, you just basically, it's null and void. And there's that like comic that's like little toddler. He's like, Hey dad, he's like, not now I'm busy. And then it's like teenager, like trying to throw a ball. He's like, Hey, Hey dad. Yeah. And he's like, not now I'm busy. And then when you retire, you go to your son and you're like, hey, and then it's like, fuck off, old man. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm busy. Like, So here's here's a fun way to think about it. Um, so you say no to going to that, you know, soccer tournament, and you make an extra hundred grand. Your kid gets pissed and resentful and just kind of like holds that for their entire lives that you didn't show up when they wanted you the most. And, in you know, they get their inheritance one day, and because they're pissed at you, they blow a hundred grand of that inheritance on like fucking hookers and blow. Which I mean, not that's entirely, not, not not the worst thing. That's not wasted. If no, being let's not no. Let's say they buy they bought an NFT, and it turns out it's not worth anything. <laughs> the NFT is not worth anything. Cap. Yeah. So like, just like out of spite, or yeah. they spite spend your inheritance. It's there's no there's no net positive to that relationship, and that's. An oversimplification, but I think it, I don't think it's far from the fucking truth. So uh, understand your goals, understand the limitations of what your success can give you, because obviously there's uh, diminishing returns for making more money and sacrificing yourself. You're not going to make as money as Jeff Bezos, probably. No, <laughs> that would break the world. I love how I'm like. Probably, like, you might be able to, but probably, you're like, Whoa, what the fuck are you talking about? Bezos money? Like, I yeah, mean, no, it's, yeah, it, no, it, it isn't, about, like, it is entirely possible. No, but think about Mark Zuckerberg. He didn't yeah. be anywhere near this. No, no, I'm, I shouldn't say it's not possible. I'm saying it, it is entirely possible. I don't think Bezos knew Bezos was going to make Bezos money. Um, <laughs> There's this clip I just saw of Bezos. Like, people forget. Jeff Bezos has been rich for a long goddamn time. Yeah, well, rich, but now he's well, beyond now he's a hundred billion dollars is beyond rich. He's like, but he's, he's like second world country rich, he, literally. But he's been a multi hundred millionaire for a long fucking time since yeah. the nineties. And there's like this, that picture you see when he's like in that shitty office of like this is how Amazon was in nineteen. Yeah, he was he, worth ten was million dollars. Yeah, he like, was a multi millionaire yeah. already. Um, he just didn't have good design aesthetics. Yeah, no kidding. But there's a good. I, I watched the uh, interview, and they're driving in the car, and the interview is like, "You're worth, you know, a billion dollars," and he's just kind of like, cagey about it, right? Like whatever. And he's like, "No, the reason I ask, why the Camry?" <laughs> like yeah. they're like driving. And he's like, "It's a perfect." He's just laughing. He's like, "It's a perfectly good car." Yeah. I don't know what point I was trying to make. I'm kind of drunk, but um, 
it's irrational at that point. The thing, Absolutely. The things you think you're going to care about with money, you might not care about, and vice versa. The things you care about and need money for, you probably need less money than you think. Yeah. Like, for example, I work on I work in luxury real estate. Yeah. And I was looking at a listing of uh, a, a house that I guess the company I'm in like we did work on. Uh, it was like this whole group of people that I work with on a daily basis. They built this house. Fucking ridiculous house. And I guess it's been a couple of years, so now it's up for sale again for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, Fucking flippers. No, they definitely lost money on this house. <laughs> Love they it. spend more money building it than they could sell sell it for. The house across the street? Hmm? The house across the street is for sale? Oh. Here? Okay. It's for sale? Uh, $499.90. Okay, so here's the joke. I'll Christ. maybe I'll have to find this listing, but okay. it's two and a half million. Okay. So you're looking and in Winnipeg for reference. I was looking at the camera that's not there. Yeah. Uh, but in Winnipeg for reference, that's fucking expensive. But at the same time, think about the not like just think about the math. The one across the street, four hundred ninety nine. Mine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nothing special about it. No. Not big. In fact. I think that's way overcharging. Yeah, it's kind of an ugly house. Uh, shitty landscaping. Yep. Nothing nothing unique about it. It's just it's just a house. Yeah. It's just worth that because of the school zone and it's a large lot. Charles like, yeah. 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 So it's a good it's a decent neighborhood. Um so it's gonna be worth five hundred. Yeah. At two point five, this house is not five times better. This house is like thirty times better. Fifty times better than the one across the street. Okay, this is going a different direction than I thought it would. No, it is worth way more. Okay. Way more. Okay, now, okay. Okay, I'm interested now. Yeah, I thought you were like, oh, this is worth, it's not worth five times better, it's worth one times better. No, it's worth okay, like this is 30, like, it's worth way, way more than yeah. two and a half million. Okay. This, like, if, if, but you, if couldn't you think get... about a proportional scale, if the one across the street is 500000 yeah, this house should be like 16000000 million, $20 million. But you can't get that $16 million in Winnipeg. Correct. Interesting. And also the cost to build, like there's, it's like, it's like, um, it's like a curve. It's like a, it's like a, what do you call that? It's like a quadratic curve but oh, like god don't i don't I don't, I don't know how to describe it. it's it's a curve that's it's like a super, sinusoidal function it's a rate of diminishing de- return yeah so you know for for 100 grand you get to live in a trailer park for yes. 150 grand you get a house for yeah. 200 grand you get an okay house for three that we're talking about our market we're talking about our market uh, yeah. 300 grand you get an average house yeah 400 you get a good neighborhood yeah 500 a decent house in a good neighborhood yeah six seven hundred you get a you're, good a good a good it. house in you're a good neighborhood it, yeah well eh, last year uh, last, okay well last COVID year kind of ki- yeah whatever yeah so like five six hundred good house good neighborhood yeah uh 700 to a mill Great house, great na- na- neighborhood, million plus. You're talking exceptional home. You're talking like in ground pool and fucking like heated fucking stairs and fucking. Yeah, million plus is smart home. Million plus is magazine worthy. Exceptional home in many different ty- types of neighborhoods. Uh, you get to two million plus. Now you get to very exclusive, hard to get lot. It's a it's a lot. No, I ever. The average price of home that I work in is over two million. 
Is it actually selling for two million though? Yeah. Because you can list your fucking house whatever the fuck you want. Also, yeah, the average... COVID has I don't know. Is it is COVID? Yes. Raising ho- housing prices in other markets that's not Winnipeg. Yes. Okay. Everywhere. Why? Uh, scarcity. Because uh, interest rates are record low right now. It's yeah. So scarce well, scarcity well, of inventory pushes up prices. Well, inventory... What I heard is my friend uh, is buying a house right now. Yeah. He's been outbid six different houses. Yeah. Um, and what he was, he talked to his mortgage or his broker or whatever, his real estate agent, sorry. And was like, dude, what the fuck? I'm bidding 10% over fucking asking. Yeah. How am I losing? And his real estate broker, uh, told him that banks are like calling anyone without a mortgage and being like, Hey, these are the lowest rates are going to be lock in. Yeah. Buy a fucking house. Even if you're not ready, buy a fucking house because you'll save $50,000 well, over the next. Right like, now, interest is below inflation. Yes. Our prime is 0.25% right yeah. now. Like, Yeah, interest is under inflation, it, so which is insane. Take a fucking mortgage. Like, yeah. But it's, people like me. They're giving you money. But people like me who have decent credit but won't get a mortgage because they're self-employed. Yeah. Um. I'm getting fucked over yeah. because the prices are skyrocketing. Yeah. It's just, it's a lack of inventory. It's a scarcity of materials. It's a scarcity of labor. No, and I think a lot of people are now selling their houses five years before they would have normally. Yes. Because they're going to make 50 well, grand up, more. See, there's scarcity in certain uh, categories okay. of real estate. Which, like the like, for example, in New York State, four or five bedrooms, yeah, like well, doubled in price. Yeah, but New York State's fucked. In well, no, the the reason is because work from home, people need that extra bedroom for oh, their home office. Yeah, right. So the four and five bedrooms are now the in the, more the demand, mo- more demand, and also in short supply because they're not they weren't previously in demand. This this is so another ki- it's flux. This is kind of related, but not really related. Our friend JL, who works in HVAC was saying that uh, they have to retrofit a bunch of homes in in BC because they build these, you know, four-bedroom homes and then these immigrant families move into them and put, like, 12 people in the home. And... They don't have furnace systems that can adapt. The furnace yeah. system, the, the air conditioning, the ventilation isn't strong enough for that many people. Yeah, we so just don't like, make them. We've like almost because every other culture except ours as multi generational. You, you live homes, with yeah. multi generational homes and we have this like I would even venture to say it's almost racist that yeah. we build our homes specifically for single family homes. And honestly the average Super fascinating. This was this is especially a thing with uh, obviously urban centers, but I think like the average household is under two people. When you go to like Toronto, no, like in like Toronto, city of Toronto, yeah, average dwelling is less than two people. Yeah, because so many people live alone. Interesting. Do like you know that Osborne centers. Village in Winnipeg is uh, most dense neighborhood in Canada? It's like sixth in the in North America. Yeah, yeah, because every every single building is multifamily, and every single apartment is like one person. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a real it's you, a real distortion. What do you think is going to happen with the real estate industry right now? Do you think there's a crash coming, or do you think this is just like 
uh, there's absolutely going to be a, a dump, a crash, because... Well, interest rates are going to go up. Interest rates will go up. Because inflation is going to, like, after COVID, we're yeah. going to be fucked. Bank of Canada is going to raise the rates. Like, See, here's uh, in as little time, I won't say 60 seconds, because I'm not going to fucking count it. Um, <laughs> let's say in 60 seconds, I'm going to explain to you two, why the economy three, is fucked up right now. Four, uh, five, in the U.S. Six, seven, Shut up. Eight. Why Main Street and Wall Street are completely disconnected. Because... Every time the unemployment numbers come in uh, with really bad uh, with a really bad outlook or uh, below expectations, in this is for the U.S. Every time employment numbers are come in below expectations, the stock market pops, and that's been happening since COVID started. Why? Because as long as the employment numbers are bad, the Fed keeps up its bond buying programs and cash injections into the economy and as long as that happens stock prices stay high because the buying is active there's a lot of liquidity right so as soon as the jobs numbers are good the fed tapers and stops putting in 60 so much cash i was counting in my head that was 60 seconds fuck off um so the fed will taper and when the fed tapers the stock market will slow down yeah and the stock market doesn't well, doesn't slow down. The stock market goes up or down. Yeah. So when <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have a slower increase. <laughs> it's either no, crashing it's or doing climbing. well. Yeah. yeah. So there's going to the Fed cannot indefinitely. Let's talk about our country. Cash. Let's talk about our country. Well, this hundred percent directly can, is going to dictate what happens in Canada. Okay. Because whatever, whatever, this is why the entire world watches the Fed obsessively. Because as soon as the Fed changes its policy, they have to spend like six months writing speeches because people hang on every fucking word. Yeah. And if you have one word wrong, you can cause a ripple in an economy. Do you see uh, Biden is now requiring uh, banks to report like deposits of everybody? Mm -mm. So I just saw this today. Like, look this up after. To what end? Um, if you deposit, like if you have over like, I think it's like $5,000 in assets in a bank. Yeah. Uh, they are legally required to report to the federal government that you have those assets. Interesting. When they never were before. And so I, cause I saw, uh, I follow a bunch of libertarian pages and there was a bunch of like local banks that are like, we don't know what to do. Yeah. Like these small banks that are yeah, like, we don't, like we, credit unions. we are now legally required to report every transaction you make to the federal government. And we don't yeah. know what we're supposed to do. Yeah. Like, obviously you don't want us to close, but like at the same time, it's like, this is a violation of fucking your privacy and shit. And then, so I saw these posts, these like basically memes. Yeah. And I was like, what is this about? Started Googling it. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Apparently no one knows why they're making this decision. It's like this whole thing. Yeah. That now they're requiring every, because um, after 9-11, everything over like, what was it? Like, is it 50,000? Or there's a certain amount of money. 10,000. 10,000? 10,000. Anything over 10,000 transaction anywhere is reported the needs yeah. to be recorded because after 9-11 because we're like, how did they get all this money for this shit so they started anything so that's why a lot of like um you and know it's for money laundering organized crime yeah they, tax evasion uh i think pers no, I, personally I, they, personally experienced this tried to get money from an investor 
and it was uh, the investor lived in Johannesburg, and the cash was uh, the transfer was seized by the South African government and was like held over for ninety days, and it nearly fucking sunk her business. Yeah, because they're worried about like terrorism funding and well, they just don't want cash to leave the country. Sure. So, but now it's like going from like ten G's to like five hundred bucks or something. Wow. Yeah. And a bunch of these local banks are like, uh, that's, a, that's a significant amount of infrastructure that's going to have to be added. To yes, this. correct. Wow. Yeah. Which and I mean, three point seven trillion dollar infrastructure bill is going to a part of it is refunding the IRS because Trump defunded the IRS in a big way, and yeah. Biden's refunding it. And and so the articles I was kind of reading because this is like new, this is like something I learned about today. Okay. We're in like mid September two thousand twenty one. I like our business tip always ends up in a conversation so what are they planning the i've also i also heard in a, a newscast either yesterday or today that biden office is kind of hinting at they know more about the jobs numbers than the official jobs numbers are like say more well, than the they jobs say. numbers are fucked because it's like we added this many jobs, but it's because you lost that many jobs, right? For COVID. Well, like, I mean, it's it's more it's a lot more complicated than just a, of a, a number, yeah, I'm right? Simple, I'm trying a, to simplify a gain it, or loss, right? But um, I don't know how to describe it. I can't explain it. I'm not a fucking mathematician. I can't lay it out for you with a fucking pie chart and yarn of why the <laughs> economy is going to crash, but. I can pretty much fucking guarantee it that it will because the fundamentals are so far dissociated from the growth. The reality. I mean, earnings numbers are high. Great. Like, there's... Well, sure. Well, on, so on, the, on, on the face, it looks really good. Let's talk about Canada right now. We're yeah. in an election year. Uh, Trudeau, our prime minister, just called an election early. Yeah. Um, he's losing ground. <laughs> In the which polls, is, which I, is hilarious. I I absolutely but expected it. Which is one of the things he's pitching is a fucking selling your primary residence would get added to your income tax, which is so dumb. I've this this is so the he, dumbest tax law I've so ever he, heard. He, we're pretty capitalist, but even like okay, so the average human being. So as of right now, how we are right now. If you sell your primary residence, the home you live in, you don't pay fucking... It's not income added to your fucking income. Because for most people, that's the largest amount of money they'll ever see. They yeah. sell their house for $300,000, right? Yeah. What our prime minister is proposing, if he gets reelected, is that if you sell your house for $300,000, you pay half of it in tax. No, you pay half of equity gained over the purchase price. Yeah, and pay capital gains you, you, on it. But. You, pay, you pay half of, or sorry, you pay taxes on your equity. Yeah. It's not even over, over Wait, purchase price. Wait, wouldn't that be more than purchase price? Your equity? If you, if you had the house for 30 years, wouldn't that be more? Um, no, I, I, th I think it's just like a simple purchase, or I, th I don't think it's purchase versus sale. I think it's actually equity, home equity. I'm pretty sure that's Isn't how that I read it. Isn't that worse? Uh, it could be. It could potentially be worse. I don't... But it also, like I said, 
could be better because the loophole is you just refinance your house to the maximum no. and then leverage a bunch of no, debt no, against no. it so you have no equity. No, but who would do that? The average smart person? people. No, but no, yeah, but, any fucking yeah, but mortgage smart. Any mortgage broker with half a fucking brain cell will tell every we'll client make to do you this. do that. But like yeah. the average human though, the average consumer just wants to be rid of it. They yeah. just want to fucking make money. They don't give a shit. Well, no, like, my problem with this law is my parents will not take more debt. They would not refinance their fucking house. They would exactly. So that's what I was gonna say. The 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 wisdom, quote unquote, that's been passed to the boomer generation is your number one way of building wealth is pay off your house, be debt free, be debt free. Yeah, and then when you're ready to retire, you can sell your house, move into yeah. a retirement condo, use that money to live comfortably. Yeah. Like they they use like the home as a uh, as like a cash slash equity shelter from what uh, it's not rational. It doesn't actually work. Which is stuff like we do, but we do it with non-tangible assets. <laughs> like well, yeah, but I mean like your primary residence isn't an asset, it's a liability because you need to have it and if you sell it, you need to buy another you, one. Like, you don't have a home and, anymore. And it costs you money in taxes, it costs yeah. you money in upkeep. It's yeah. like all these it's not it's not an asset, it's a liability. Your primary residence is a liability and you should forever understand that it is that and never nothing different. Is but that, the government describes it as, as an asset though. Yes and no. Okay. Because Whatever, let's not go when you claim bankruptcy, the government is not allowed to take your primary residence. Because you have to live somewhere. Yes. So my parents claim bankruptcy, right. but we were able to keep our house. That even they were over leveraged and couldn't afford. They could not take the house because, because it was primary fuck residence. Off, it's like, and also they can't take your car. It's like if you don't pay your heating bill, yeah. uh, they can't cut off your heat in, in Manitoba because it's very cold here. And you'll die. And you'll literally die. Um, so you can... You didn't hear this from me. You can literally never pay your heating bill. They legally cannot cut it off. Yeah. And even if they do cut it off during the summer, they have to turn it back on. Yeah. They be, you can make a request and they have to do it. And if they don't, uh, even one day below zero, you can fucking sue them and win. Yeah, no a, question. Yeah, it's a human rights violation. It's a, literally, they are trying to kill you. Yeah. 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 Uh, so that's the same idea with primary residence and your car or whatever. Like all these things are supposed to be considered untouchables. Yeah. But he's trying to put it on the table, True which enough. I think is infinitely stupid. Which is so weird because, well, he's what he's trying to do is is stop house flippers and these uh, foreign nationals from buying real estate. Well, then that's do that. But that's what he's trying to stop. Is he though? Yes. Well, that doesn't. In, that law doesn't affect them though. Yeah. I, why you you're trying to make the argument that liberals are good at? basic economics <laughs> because that's the, what he's trying a that, primary no, that, residence tax would not slow down a house flipper that's what he's trying to do though is slow down house flippers no because they do it under like if that's no it, don't argue with me argue with him I, it, you, I agree with you you put it under a corporation they yes. would, they, they just use debt like you th i know there's no way they're ever going to pay that tax i know <laughs> i agree with you i'm just saying that's why he's take it doing... from a house flipper yeah there's not a single law that you can pass that we cannot get the fuck around i agree with you and that's why it's dumb yeah we're, i agree like we're here yeah, yeah but just, that, they've but been trying I'm, to make i'm been, just telling you that's his job Justification. They've been trying to make wholesaling illegal for like no, so long. So, something they... like ten percent of Vancouver real estate right now is owned by Chinese nationals. It's like twenty percent of New York is owned by like Chinese so nationals. So uh, our prime minister is trying to slow that. Yeah. By making this law, but it's going to affect average 
everyday Canadians because people like you and me will get around the law. That's going to that's gonna fuck everyone and nobody that he wants it to affect. Yeah, so what do you want me to... They're so going to be I, like, oh, we have to... Because they're using it as a hedge against their... Uh, their currency deflation, and they're using it as a hedge against their, like their government basically seizing their assets. What, China? Yeah. Yeah, because owning real estate in Canada, you can leverage... The Chinese forever. government can't touch. Yeah, exactly. So that's what they're using it for. If you tax it, they're like, okay. Yeah, it's better than China taking it. <laughs> like, Right. Yeah. I, I'm not saying it's not dumb. I'm just saying that's what's the justification. I, di- I didn't realize that. Now, now yeah. I'm even madder. Well, why, why do you think it would be? That Of course that's what it is. He's not just trying to tax. I I literally thought he would just want to tax people's primary residence. No, that was his justification. Okay, so you justified it. And well, no, it, no, no. And then uh, his sales pitch is that that's going to decrease prices of houses. As yes, it'll crash the market. <laughs> no, no, no. As if people wouldn't just pass that on to the consumer. Oh, I have to the pay... The consumer f- being everyone? No, think about it. I have to pay 50% taxes on my... on, Or I have to pay capital gains on my sale of my primary residence, right? Yeah. So I'm going to raise my fucking price to make the same amount of money. But I'm going to raise my price by but 50%. You won't, but you won't get it because the guy buying your house... No, but what if everyone does... If everyone raises the price by 50% because they need to cover that gain... But they won't. Okay, but what... No, of course they will. Why wouldn't they? That's how the housing market works because your house sells for what other people in your neighborhood are selling their house for. Right, but that's lowering the number, not increasing it. You're going to have to... Everyone has to collectively increase the home price. What what they're going to see is I'm going to sell my house, whatever. I made a bunch of equity gained whatever market went up whatever i'm gonna sell my house i can afford to upgrade sure uh but now half of my upgrade budget is gone yeah you're throwing cold water on the real estate market you just you just drop that threshold by 50 percent. yeah so the the market just in general transactions will slow because people are going to be less willing to sell their houses because, because they have to pay all these taxes taxed. yeah and also they're going to take into consideration like oh how much money did i make this year yeah. um maybe i should work less hours well, even how much equity do i have in my house to right be, so th- like how much of it has it appreciated over the last 10 years so in general it's going to slow down yeah sales which is it's, good for me because i want to buy a house right now right so the it, <laughs> so i should vote liberal yeah. is what you're saying yes yeah no it's the rate the rate of sales will slow yeah. which is what changes the price right yes, the because pay, supply the, demand yeah Easy, exactly literally econ 101 right so you're gonna fucking destroy the demand yep you're gonna decrease the budgets yep and you're going to do it in a very hot market yep that's it's an exponential down so trend. not o- not only are we all gonna have covid but we're also gonna be homeless yeah you okay first of all <laughs> you can't all be homeless if you fight the cops that try to evict you. Yeah, that's true. If the entire neighborhood yeah. shows up to every eviction, the cops are going to stop showing so up. So buy some bowl cutters. In that case, just buy like a bludgeoning instrument of any sort to hit, it. I, hit your uh, local uh, police officer with. Alcohol beyond this point does not um, condone violence of any kind, <laughs> especially those against peace officers. Towers is drinking. His... Unless. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, my name is Willows. Um... At Vote Willows and everything. This has been Alcohol Be... Oh, this is Tyler. 
Yeah, this, no, this is Tyler. Right. And uh, thank you for listening to the podcast. We appreciate it. Uh, Alcohol Beyond This Point on Instagram. Alcohol Beyond This Point podcast on Facebook. Um, If you're listening somewhere, please let us know in a comment uh, where you're listening from. We really appreciate it. Um, our, my Spotify fucking demographics are like all over the place. And I'm like, no, there's no way I think it's bots. So if you're listening from somewhere and you're not a bot, please let me know. Um, other than that, like I know buy we, a house, don't be Asian and, uh, vote <laughs> what are you talking about? Stop this. Wait, wait. <laughs> and then it just fades out. <laughs> so here's the funny part about like alcohol beyond this point podcast this isn't two podcasters talking business this is two business guys trying to podcast